Welcome to Betamax Rewind, the only podcast that selects movies based on whether or not they contain a Zodiac. Here are two guys that will probably get cancer, but I don't think they've done enough to earn it. Matt and Duck. I don't get it. That's that's Michael Douglas Munchout, right? From yeah. Family Guy. Yes. Awesome. So awesome. Hello, Matt. Hello, Doug. How are you? I'm good. <laughs> Shall we? Sure. And now it's time for podcast housekeeping. My week, I will go first. I have a few little things that mm-hmm. it is our 200th episode. Yay! Uh, it is my 199th episode. It is your 196th episode, which that no. seems wrong. No, it's 195th. No. Well, you've did you've done what? Three movies with Jen? I did two movies with Jen. Uh, White Men Can't One. Jump. I did two with um, my son. And then I also did Elf. So yeah. th- these numbers so, are wrong. But um, I should be like, I should be at like 193 or 194. Okay. But something I, like that. But of those, I've done 198. 88 movies of those 188 109 of them i've seen before so almost 80 movies i've watched that i'd never seen before for this podcast including this uh, week okay all right um is it my turn yeah your turn <laughs> okay <laughs> belloc was rocking a an m60 in last week's movie and i said the m60 just has the most beautiful cyclic rate of any machine gun this is a 100 round belt of that ballet of noise ever you're ready going hot all set dondy yep all right i've told right. the stapler story hold, right hold on a second let me get a tissue to clean off my pre-cum <laughs> okay I've told you the stapler story, right? I don't know. Maybe you have. Maybe you haven't. Okay, that sound reminds me of a very specific movie clip. Okay. From Rambo First Blood Part 2. Yeah. Where he comes back in the helicopter and he takes the the M60. Oh, and he wraps the belt around his forearm? Yes. Okay. And he goes in and he just kind of lights up the computer department. Yes. And... When that movie first came out, I'd recreate that scene, except I'd use a stapler. Okay. And I'd go, ha! <laughs> so I'm just punching out staples. Okay. The the movie in, or the movie, the country in coming to America was Zamunda. Zamunda. Yes. All right. Who did, the, who did uh, United Artists want for the Dogs of War? They wanted either Burt Reynolds, Sylvester Stallone, or Sean Connery. And the director, John Irvin, said, nope. Damn it. I want Christopher Walken. So they agreed and then cut his budget by $4 million. Which is a good thing, considering the fact that it didn't even make its budget back. Yes. Yeah. SpongeBob's friend's name is Patrick. Okay. And that's by the guy. Patrick is voiced by the big, tall, dopey guy from the show Coach. Oh, is he really? Yeah. I did not know that. Mm-hmm. Who was in Deep Star 6? BJ from BJ and the Bear was the star of Deep Star Six. Okay, well, that would be. I didn't watch BJ and the Bear. Oh, I did. We talked about what was it? Was there some discussion in the movie last week that was very, very technical? 
I don't know, man. Because I referenced the Patriot when he was speaking at a conference about pipes. Yeah. Uh, oh, it was uh, Jamie's cover story. Okay, but this is from the Patriot. Why don't we start with joust jams? Hey, why not? Plates and jousts. Can we couple? Hell yeah, we can. Want to know how? Get this. Proprietary to Macmillan. Only us. Ready? We fit Donnelly nut space and grip grids and splay flex brace columns against beam fast and Derek husk nuts and girdle plate cherries. While plate flex tandems press task apparatus of 10 vertipin plated pant traps at every maiden clamp plate bagging. Knuckle couplers plate alternating sprams from the T nut to the SKN. I don't think I could do that if I was reading it, much no. less memorize it. And yeah. I'm assuming that, it, that all that stuff that he was saying is legitimate Fic- terminology. You think so? It per- sounds pretty fictional to me, but. Okay. I don't have no idea. Right. I, I'm, I have nothing else. Okay. Absence of Malice or The Verdict were the two Paul Newman uh, law films from the 80s. Yeah. Okay. Uh, you talked about Trading Places, and I don't think this is the right one, but this is the end of the joke from Trading Places. You see, when I drive down the avenue, I want everybody to say, look at that escargot. <laughs> when was that brought up? Uh there, there was some joke, but you said you remember the thing in Trading Places. I think it was when the, no, the guy it was, was talking it, to the no. It was it was when they were in the tennis club and Winthorpe walks in in oh, his big nasty jacket okay. and the chick the, the, who they just got done serenading them with like the douchiest scene in any movie ever, and she it, the chick says something in a very East Coast snob voice. Okay, okay, so I was wrong there. Yes. And then we talked about the Cubans. <laughs> They're real Cubans. They're human beings from Cuba. I said Cubans. What did you think I meant? Cigars. <laughs> Jerry, Cuban cigars are illegal in this country. And that's why I got these guys. So in addition to that, there was a... When he was sending out, when uh, the guy with the sweet dick broom was sending out Morse code to tell the helicopter to launch and start the five-hour journey. All right. And what did I say that the actual message was? Oh, God. My fingers flew. My mind was a steel trap. Every oh, yes. vibrated. It was almost clear. Yes, 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 yes. Be sure to drink your oval tea. Ovaldine? A crummy commercial? Son of a bitch. And then the last thing I have is, you already actually, I know you saw it because you sent me a reel from it. Yes. I just stumbled upon it by accident. Okay. But I talked last week, and I was a little bit wrong in the details. There's a comedian who's on stage, and he was talking to some people from Taiwan. He was actually in Australia when he was Mm. doing it. But he was talking about a pending war, a possible war between Taiwan and China. That Taiwan shit is tricky, bro. I'm going to be honest with you. Because Australia, you know, if China invades Taiwan, it's Australia and the U.S. that got to defend Taiwan. Y'all know that, right? 
Now here's the thing, and we haven't had this discussion, we need to talk to y'all about this a little bit. But let's just be honest right now. How confident are we that we're gonna be able to know who's who, right? Like, let's just... And that goes on, and it's actually a funny bit. Mm-hmm. And the one factual issue I take with that is when, when I think of NATO and I think of countries that are going to defend other countries or get involved in wars or other kind of conflicts, Australia, really not towards the top of the list. I mean, they had a pretty big contribution during World War II. Well, World War One, World War Two, and in Vietnam as well. Okay, so well, shows what I know. But let's go ahead and move on. Hey man, what's new now? What's fucking new now? My week, so I will go first. I've talked a lot about the puppy and how the puppy gets super jealous. Mm-hmm. And he also, if he can, he will have moments where he will just be doing his own thing, just laying down or chewing on a bone or whatever. But if you pet the other dog or you so, show any affection to the wife or anything, he jumps up and he runs over because he's got to he's got to be in the middle of that. Okay. And I, I was talking to Jen. I said, he has to be the center of attention. I, I wonder where he gets that from. <laughs> and she said, that's not from me. That's you. And this, this is exactly what she said. Oh, I'm Matt. I have a podcast. I interview porn stars. <laughs> so I killed her. So, <laughs> and, go ahead. You were going to say something. No, I was going to say, so I hit the bitch. <laughs> if I wasn't so easygoing, I would have gotten mad at that. My dad, my brother, neither one of them would have dealt very well with that. I okay. guess I'm, I'm just a cuck. <laughs> yeah but it snowed here on well Tuesday. no that just that just means you're confident you're 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 comfortable in your own skin okay that's a nicer way of putting it yes it snowed uh pretty heavily on friday actually okay and it was cold and so the snow didn't go away and my son was in town and he had to go back on sunday so saturday night he was getting his stuff ready and it was later at night it was about two o'clock in the morning and he was still kind of futzing around upstairs. And I went to take the dog out one last time and we don't chain him at night. When he goes out at night, I basically, I take him out on the patio and I throw him into the yard and then he pees and he comes back Mm -hmm. because he's not going to go anywhere at night. That's the thought. So I walk out, I throw the dog in the yard and I'm walking back and I felt something like, ah, that hurt a little bit go into the house and I'm walking. Cause usually what I do is I take the dog out, put him out. I go to pee. And by the time I'm done peeing, he's at the door and he's ready to come back in. But as I'm walking from the back door to the bathroom, I stop and I look back behind me and there's just this trail of blood. Oh, I stepped on a piece of ice and it went right up into like the fatty part of the bottom of my foot. Ooh. And so I sat down right away because I didn't want to be tracking blood anywhere. And mm-hmm. I called for my son to come down. He was kind of annoyed when he came down. He's like, what do you need? Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm like, get me some Band-Aids and get some rags so we can clean this up. And it, it hurt like a motherfucker. But just like every other snow story, because I actually was just listening to our Porky's podcast, which, by the way, mm-hmm. I talked about Placeway peeing on me in that podcast. But 
my it snowed and shockingly the neighbor that never shovels actually shoveled oh except he didn't somebody else shoveled it because only half of his thing was done on sunday night we went to a shootout in hockey and the way shootouts work in hockey in case you don't know is there is a predetermined number of shooters in in my league it's three so it's it's the best of three and if you're tied after three rounds you go another round another round another round until it's over and for our team, once we get to a shootout, if we get to a shootout, I'm done for the day because mm-hmm. I do not do shootouts unless we get 10, 11, 12 people into a shootout, which never happens. It happened on Sunday. Okay. And right before I went, since it had gone on so long without people scoring, the goalies actually got rid of their sticks and I still couldn't score on them. <laughs> <laughs> And okay. the last thing is the way our house is set up is there's the master bedroom and then the master bedroom has its own bathroom. And then there are three other bedrooms and the guest bedroom, which is now more or less my bedroom, shares a wall with the bathroom. Last night, or actually it was two nights ago, I'm in bed. I just turned off the TV. It's about one thirty in the morning and I hear just, you know, patter of feet Mm -hmm. and then i hear the loudest fart i ever heard (laughs) okay and i'm like that what what is why is she out in the hallway so i went no she was in the bathroom it came through the wall (laughs) oh boy it's a big loud fart huh yeah but that's all i got okay Uh, i was at a customer's house um this last week and He's uh, he's got to be in his late sixties, maybe early seventies, and he's a super nice guy. I always talk to him because he's got all kinds of like World War II aviation artwork in his office. Okay, and I go, oh, have you been watching Masters of the Air? He goes, what's that? And I go, well, it's a series by Spielberg and Hanks, kind of like Band of Brothers. He goes, what's that? Okay, so I had to I had to explain to him what Band of Brothers was. And he said he would get back to me once he finished the entire series. But I just thought that was kind of funny that he didn't even know what Band of Brothers is. What did you know what Easy Company was? I'm assuming that's how you described it. Uh, I no, I mean I just explained that it was based on a book, which he had not heard of the book either. And this, he seems like he's an educated guy, he knows a lot about history and World War II and stuff. But so I'm I'm looking forward to his take, his review. Yes, and then for my birthday. We went out for hibachi, which I had never done before. And so it was my wife, my two boys, and then my mother-in-law. And so the way that we were sitting at this table was me, my mother-in-law, my, one of my sons, and then the, it took, the table took a corner, and then my other son, and then my wife. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we had a really very entertaining, fun Japanese chef. And he's chopping stuff up, and he's like, okay, mom. And he's, you know, tossing shit to my wife. And then he goes, okay, grandma. And he's like tossing stuff to my mother-in-law. Yes. And he goes, okay, Okay, grandpa. grandpa. (laughs) And I don't know if that was a work or if he he really thought that I was, was you think he was, you think he was fucking with me? You don't look 60. (laughs) Okay. 65, 70. You don't look you don't look 15 plus years older yeah, than you are. I suppose. I, I suppose. But then that got me thinking, when did we get so old? Isn't the I last mean, year or so? 
we're we're about the same age as the Golden Girls, right? I think we're actually older than they were when we, mm, when the show I thought, started. I thought like fifty five or fifty six, something like that. And they looked old, man. Yeah, well, I mean, you look at people from the seventies and eighties that are fifty; they look yeah. like they're in the grave. Yeah, yeah, and and then it got me thinking again. Like I'm an adult. And I'm expected to do adult things, and I get asked adult questions, and I'm expected to give adult answers. And, and really, man, I just kind of want to hang out and, and like watch movies and play with toys. <laughs> yes, I don't want to be an adult. I'm, I'm a kid trapped in an adult body. And uh, we were we went to um, Great Wolf Lodge in Gurney, and I get to check that box of last time ever going to a water park because I think my kids are done with water parks. That was it. Okay. But you know, on the way down, my oldest son was sitting in the front and we were talking, we chatted the entire way, which was kind of cool. And I was trying to explain to him that men really, the the maturity really kind of stops at about the age of 12 or 13. And then our bodies continue to grow, but our mind still stays at about 20, 12 to 13 until we get about, 70 and then we start decreasing in age our maturity does okay he thought that that was pretty funny and then i had a zinger i wouldn't say the zinger but we again we are talking about women we are talking about sex and pleasing women because he was asking questions and i said women all come from the same man- manufacturer but they all have different factory settings <laughs> okay i thought that that was pretty good no two and are then, the same. Yeah. Yes. No. No. And so, like I said, we went to Great Wolf Lodge. It always interests me to see people's tattoos and what made them decide. Yeah, I'm going to put a jumping puma on my chest. Okay. Where did that? Where? What? Why? I would like to just say, say, why do you have that? Why? Why that? What is the special meaning of that to you? That puma just a black outline of a puma or a tiger or whatever on their, like, you know, a, ch- a man on his chest of it leaping kind of weird. We also went to golden corral again, get to check the box. Never need to go back to golden corral again. My oldest went to take a dump after he ate and he said he heard some guy puking in the stall next to him. Mm-hmm. Do you think he was sick? Dad I said, well in the head, maybe because <laughs> he's at golden corral. <laughs> he wanted to get his 1899 worth. Oh yeah, so you think he's making making room? Uh-huh. That's exactly what I was thinking. Is it eighteen ninety nine now? Uh it was well, I mean, I did a bad thing. I, I, I told my youngest, I said, You're you're not eleven today, you're ten. Because oh. his was like eleven bucks and my ours I think was eighteen bucks. And it's not worth it. It's just it's it's most of it's cold, it's not that good. It's just that's why I said it's not going, don't need to go back to Golden Corral. Yeah, last time and I went to Golden Corral was for Thanksgiving. Seriously? Yeah. <laughs> you went to Golden Corral for Thanksgiving. Yeah. This year? Oh, no, no. This was a decade ago. Oh, all right. All right. And then, how much porn do you watch? Are you talking about? How many days a week? How many yeah. hours a day? Yeah. I mean, is it is it a daily thing? Do you look at porn daily? Not probably not daily, but it's close. Okay. Yeah, I was kind of in that 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 same sphere. 
And then, okay, how often do you jerk off? Uh, once a week. Really? That's it? Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, I was, I, I was a lot more than that, but <laughs> I decided I've, 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 I decided to reset my brain in the, in that aspect. And I haven't looked at porn for, for a little over a month and I haven't jerked off in, in a little over a month. Well, I did both. I did a year of both. Of okay. Neither. I did like All a right. year without porn and a year without jerking off. And it would have been smart to do it the same year, <laughs> but I didn't. Okay. But yeah, I mean, it, it's, it's doable. Yeah. And you I need I, help. I, well, I, we'll get to, we'll get, I mean, okay. we'll get to that, but I mean, it's, it, it was, it was kind of one of those things. Cause I just, I randomly read some article about the damage that, that porn can do to a man's mind. And I was like, okay, you know, it's, I don't have a terrible marriage, but it's, you know, there's issues. And I'm like, okay, it's time to do a brain reset and, and let's see what happens here. And I got to say in, in the, in the, the, my whole tenure of jerking off in my life, this is probably the longest that I've ever gone. Okay. And, um, you know, there's, there's been supplements. I've been, I've been heavily supplemented. Yeah. Uh, because I've been more attentive. forthcoming, like oh. attentive. Well, yes, attentive. And Hey, I want to be more affectionate. And I, I, I spilled the beans to her two days ago where, you know, I was just, I was just like rubbing her shoulders and I was, I could fucking pound nails in just by me touching her, which is like, it's, it's like super cool. Um, and, and so I, I kind of spilled the beans. I'm, I was like, you know, just, just so you know, I haven't jerked off in like a month. She's like, I didn't know that you jerked off that much. Cause it's, <laughs> it's one of those, it's one of those taboo things that is, is like a little hidden secret. And I even told her that, that we've never really talked about my habits. Um, so it was kind of a, like a, an awakening within our marriage. Um, I don't even know where I'm going with this, but I don't know. I just, I just felt like I, I wanted to share that with you. Well, I mean, the, the one thing is I know, I know what you're talking about and I know what you're, what you mean as far as like, well, so I, got, I need some help. I got to get the poison out. <laughs> right. Right. Cause they say, you know, with the prostate, you get to this age, mm-hmm. you, you got to get the poison out. Yeah. By you, hook or by crook. Yeah. Yes. And you know, the funny thing is, like when you're going through reels, like every third reel after every third reel is an advertisement for something. Sure. How many of those are are the ED chews, or the the blue the blue chew or whatever blue chew or hymns or yes yeah and do you have you seen the demographic that they're marketing to? No, it's guys that are younger than us, like guys who are in their thirties, and it got me thinking like they're marketing towards guys who have looked at porn so much that they can't fucking get it up for their wife or their girlfriend. So they need a fucking pill. I don't think there's a, I, I mean, you could be right. I don't know. I don't think that's necessarily why. Um, I think, you know, you, you get older, not everything mm-hmm. works quite as well as it used to. No, but you know, you take vitamins, you stretch, you exercise. 
that's going to increase the longevity of that tool. But what do you, know, mean, what do you gonna, mean stretch? I mean, do you like pull on it? I mean, no, no, like you just do stretches, you <laughs> okay. know, I mean, keep, stay limber, keep the blood flowing. Oh, okay. So yeah, yeah. You know, you want to, you want to keep that area, do lots of, uh, uh, kegels split while well, kegels help the kegels. De- I mean, if you want to shoot like Peter North kegels <laughs> definitely help, but lots of butterfly stretches and stuff, keeping that area nice and healthy and open in there and everything in there. But uh, I don't know. Maybe I, I'll listen to this tomorrow and, and, and I'll tell let me you I know. have to cut it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That's fine. So, but I'm going to see, I mean, it's, I, I'm, I'm, I'm digging the life that I'm leading the, the, the sex life that I'm leading right now. I mean, she she's definitely getting a change in her pension because of it. <laughs> she's getting getting more feed from the trough. Yes, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's you know, it's increasing her rations, increasing her four hundred one k. Okay, so ready to move so, on? Uh, no. And then okay. last night, last night, I was wearing my favorite t shirt, and I've had this t shirt since before I had kids. It's just a charcoal. Uh, Cot, light cotton t-shirt. Um, I think the brand is Musimo from Target. Says I shaved my balls for this. No, it's just plain. It's just a plain chart, it, but it's my favorite t-shirt. Last night I'm sitting there brushing my teeth and she goes, and she's told me, she, she's like, she calls it my hobo shirt. <laughs> and she goes, oh, there's a little hole in the back. And I go, what? And she takes her finger and she just goes. <laughs> Rips it up. Ripped, ripped a big old fucking hole in my favorite t-shirt. Yeah, that's happened to me with with underwear where scissors have been involved <laughs> because she, she'll throw them out, and, yeah, and I'll see them in the trash. I'm like, there's nothing wrong with those. <laughs> I'll take them back out. So she's, is it where it's, it, it's so threadbare that you can see your ball sack through them? Well, some of them have holes, so like maybe a ball hangs out. <laughs> okay, well, I remember when we went to Europe, all the underwear that you brought, you were not going home with. So they were the most nasty, ratty ass whole balls hanging out underwear that that you could possibly use. That was just my regular underwear. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and here I am in a sink. I brought little packets of, oh God, what's Tide? The, no, it wasn't Tide. It was like a fabric softener, but also a detergent with it. It's blue with kind of like a little white wave on it. Fuck. Anyway, I brought little packets of that and I was washing my underwear and socks in the sink of the hotel and then I would hang them over the back seats to dry of the car. I didn't have to worry about that. No, you didn't. No, you didn't. Now I'm ready to move on. Yes. Matt and Doug are at it again. Guess that sound and you are awesome. What movie will it be from? I really want to know. Okay, this was originally only going to be like three seconds long, mm-hmm. but I made it longer. Um, it is very easy, but I can totally understand why you wouldn't get it. Okay. But it is, it's, it's, it's legit, and the reveal is actually from a totally different scene because there's no way to reveal this particular scene, but it's, there's no dialogue, so it's just sound effects. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Is that right before uh, he pukes in a, in a Porsche? 
it's very very close to that it's 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 yeah it's probably within like two minutes of that okay because that was the gopher yes and what was what was the running what was that that was bill murray running up with his gun ah okay and this is during the dance right yes this is during the dance that's what the music caddyshack caddyshack and this is the reveal hey everybody we're all gonna get late yeah okay so ready for the movie itself i am and remember what i said before that i could i can tear apart the the movie bed if i want to yep and you can start as soon as you want (laughs) okay Chamber. The Star Chamber was released on August 5th, 1983. <laughs> that was really? That was it? Okay, well, I do have another one. That was my Doug version of the bed. <laughs> Sitting with his gamble, he has to judge the law. You see them cuts cut corners, doesn't matter what they saw. He's a judge. Let's chat some box. He's a judge. They say they smelled some dishweed. Was a load of shit. He has to toss the whole case and Dan will throw a fit. He's a judge. Likes to chat some box. He's a judge. He joins the star chamber. It is a shadow court. Gonna sit in judgment. Just hope they don't get caught. He's a judge. Let's tell that box, Bubba Box. He's the, a judge. the Star Chamber was released on August 5th, 1983. It was written by Roderick Taylor and Peter Himes and directed by Himes. Taylor has a few other credits, but none that you would have heard of. Himes is best known for Time Cop and Capricorn One. I like I like both of those movies. It stars Michael Douglas, best known for his refusal to use a dental dam. <laughs> were you ever? Did you? Were you ever there when we pulled the movie out of the the Stetson box that was a safe sex? No, uh, and it had like the little rubber sheet that went over the the vagina. The dental dam, yeah. No, yeah. no, no. I, I, you know, we were like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> How do you make it less sexy? Right. I guess you don't get any stray hairs, though, that way. All right. Well, yeah. Uh, Hal Holbrook, best known for playing Abe Lincoln in North and South, book one and book two. Yafet Kodo, best known for inspiring Shannon Sharp. And Sharon Glass. Is that because of the eyes? No, it's because of the tongue that doesn't fit in his mouth. (laughs) (laughs) I thought like the yellowed eyes, because I think Shannon Sharp has those yellow eyes. Oh, and Sharon Glass, best known as either Cagney or Lacey. It's Cagney. It's Cagney. I, and I, we were so close to seeing Cagney's boobs in this movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No. No. It, denied. It has a Rotten Tomato score of 77 with critics and 42 with audiences. And it made $5.6 million on an $8 million budget, which is almost identical numbers to last week's movie. The Dogs of War. 
So it's a 20th Century Fox movie. Hold on a second. Yeah. You, you got to ask a question. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Oh, and actually, I have something else. Did you see this in the theater? I did not see this in the theater. I did not think that I had ever seen this. But as I'm watching this, it, it's I'm like, wait a second. I, I've seen this before. Wait, wait, wait. I, I know what happens here. I seen, I've seen this before. I've seen most of this movie. It's very possible that it was being watched at my mom's house. And I was like playing with G.I. Joe's on the floor while she was watching it. Okay. But I saw this. I saw the first five minutes of this before. And that was it. I saw up through the trash can scene and that's it. No. All right. But I do have a game for you. A game. A game. And this one is much easier than yours. Would you like to play a game? It's five questions. Five questions. I expect you to get four. You expect me to get four. And they are Michael Douglas movies. Ah. Okay. So I will play a short clip from each of them, and you have to tell me what film it's from. Mm-hmm. Four of them are, or three of them are really, really simple. Mm-hmm. So here's the first one. Take it! Right in the ass, you fucking scumbag cocksucker! Wall Street. Okay, here's number two. I told her I thought it was the fuck of the century. Basic Instinct. Here's the third one. I could have been a cosmetic surgeon. 500,000 a year up to my neck and did some ass. Oh, um, Romancing the Bone. Yeah. I'll, I'll give you credit for that one. This one's a little bit harder. Okay. Not a plaintiff. Just, not a plaintiff. Just a potential plaintiff. I don't have to sue. I just threaten to sue. Well, that's a very dangerous game, Mr. Sanders. Are you willing to play it? Fuck him. Oh, well, now you're talking my language. For the next three days, this loose cannon here is in a position to put a lot of pressure on this company. And they on you, Mr. Sanders. They on you. It's Demi Moore. Uh, it's Michael based on a Michael Crichton novel. That's correct. Um exposure and incognito so close (laughs) um fuck it's it's right on the tip of my tongue it's not exposure it's posure (laughs) disclosure (laughs) disclosure disclosure okay do you get do i get credit partial credit for that no you do not what fuck (laughs) off man between that and romancing the bone that's one between the two of those (laughs) okay and then the last one which should be easy cut the shit will you Oh, that I don't know. That one I don't know. We've done it. We have? What other Michael Douglas movies have we done? We've done Wall Street. We've done Romancing the Stone. We've done... Black... We haven't done Black Rain. Nope. Oh, man. I don't know. Do you want a huge, huge hint? Yes. Poor woman has the saddest tits. Oh, Fatal Attraction. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) So only three or five, so. No, I get four or five. That, <laughs> fuck off, man. I don't like your games. It's a 20th Century Fox film. No fanfare. And it's not just no fanfare. There's no nothing. It's just yeah. the logo. Yes. Which I think that's two weeks in a row. Same thing. Mm-hmm. Starts on an extreme close-up of a TV, which, and you can actually see the individual, like, not, I wouldn't call them pixels. I don't know what you'd call them. Resolution lines? Uh, but it zooms out. Lines, yeah, lines of resolution. Wouldn't that be it? Yeah, but they're like individual dots, though. 
which is not isn't what scan lines would be i wouldn't think yeah. Yeah. Okay. but uh then it's the news mm-hmm. and some old bag died oh old bag shot in the head <laughs> and it's another series in a series of old bags that have died yeah and a cop is being interviewed and says she cashed her welfare check and then got shot in the face at close range Shot and this me is, in the face. He's he's one of those guys where he's he, we've seen him in a million. He's been on a, like a gazillion one episodes of sitcoms and stuff. Yes, yeah. He's usually like the the shitty boss or yep. the shitty landlord. Yeah, there's a couple people that, over the course of this film that I will point out who they are. But there's a lot of people who's like, yeah, I recognize that guy. I recognize that guy, but you yeah. don't necessarily know from where. Right. Even says cop is one of those those guys. But are there any suspects? Nope. Uh, No, no. Five old bags. They've all been shot with a thirty-eight. No, no. Then then another newscaster gives us a description of a suspect: five foot eight, Chicano, mid twenties, slender. Yes. And then we go to a street. So it's Epstein. (laughs) Juan Juan Epstein. (laughs) Juan Epstein. Yes. No, he had a note from his mother that said that he didn't do it. Almost spit my coffee out there. It's a joke that if you if you're familiar with Welcome Back, Cotter, it makes sense. <laughs> yes, it does. Whoops, that was an accidental ding. But uh, we see a street. It's early morning. There's a garbage truck that's doing pickups, and a Chicano in yes. a green jacket is walking on the street. Right, and we have two undercover cops sitting in a car. One of those guys is. The guy who played Kramer in Jerry Seinfeld's fic, 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 oh. fictional, fictional, fictional. I, I'm for some reason fictional was the word that was trying to come out of my mouth. Well, fictional TV word. show. Yeah. yeah. And do you know who else he played? Oh, he's been a bunch of things. Hi, we we just found this cat, and we're and we're looking for the owner. Oh um, yeah. yeah, it's uh, it's mine. It's Mr. Heckles from Friends. Yes. Who died? And mm-hmm. Chandler said something to him when he died. But um, so there's two undercover cops. He said they're in a car and they're talking about baseball, specifically about baseball salaries. And what is the salary that they're bitching about? It's not Dusty Baker's, is it? Uh, I didn't write down who it was. I just wrote down how much it was. Well, I think because Dusty Baker comes up later on and he's only making 800 or he's making $800,000 a year. And that's a Travis. That's that's too much for somebody. That's more than the person they're talking about. Oh, okay. 600K. Oh, And later when we get to the actual scene at Dodger Stadium, I actually get into pay then compared to pay now. But yeah, okay. uh, One of them says a hunch. Yeah, Yeah, I have a hunch. Yes. And the the Chicano guy sees them and he runs and they chase. And there's definitely some sped up film of them running. (laughs) But chase around alleys down a hill through laundry upstairs through a house out the back of the house back in the street the cops are so far behind at one point he could just hide yeah but the guy is running uphill up the street and he throws something in a trash can then goes into a house his house (laughs) probably not the smartest thing to do no it's not and the two cops come up to the garbage can and one of them says don't touch it we need a wired yeah 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 (laughs) We need a warrant. Okay. So, yeah. And then they're, they're talking about whether or not they, the guy says it happened to him once before. And then the other cop, the black cop asks this. How about if I knock on a garbage can and identify myself as a police officer and the can gives me consent. You can fart around all you want. 
The guy's garbage can is his private property, and we need a warrant. I don't believe this. We got a pile of slime. Making tracks as soon as he sees us. He stops long enough to drop something in the garbage can. You think he just can't stand the litter? You also think we're gonna get a warrant in the next 30 seconds because that's when the can's going in the truck? Time out. I got it. This can is going in that truck. We can search this can. We can search the truck. I'm talking genius here. Yeah, there's a lot of heaters in this film, too, by the way. Oh, my God. Michael Douglas must go through two packs of cigarettes in this movie. And when when he lights his first heater, I have an issue with it, and we'll get to okay. that when we get to it. But All right. The trash guy comes, he grabs a can, he throws it in the scoop, and then the cops flash their badges. And they say, don't pull the lever. And they oh, Yeah. Oh, hold on a second. I forgot. To, oh, yeah. Kramer is having a post-sprint heater. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> It helps. It helps to open up the lungs. It sure does. But because it, it, it even says guy has a heater dangling in my notes and they start digging through the trash. Wouldn't they want gloves? Yes. Because there could be some like, you know, Coney Island scumbags in there. Uh, Coney Island whitefish. 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 Yeah. Yes. But they're feeling around the garbage and guy says, bingo, give me a pen. And they found a gun. Uh, Hello, turkey. Dog barks in the background. And yeah. We're at in now. We're in an awards banquet, and mm-hmm. a judge is being honored, and somebody is speaking and giving props to the man of honor. And the man of honor seems very, very uninvolved with the fact that he's there. He's not really paying well, attention. He's bald, and he's got a sweat running down his bald head. And it, this, they're the guy that they're honoring is Jim Colhane, mm-hmm. and that the guy who's bald who is sweating gets up and leaves. And I'm like, is that Jim Colhane? Yes, it is. He, yeah, he yes, gets up and walks off the dais, and Hal Holbrook is on the dais as well. And the speaker is wondering what's up as the guy leaves, but he continues. And the guy goes into the head, mm-hmm. and he's looking at himself in the mirror as the speech continues, and something about engendering trust of the community. And there's there's a couple of guys that are walking down the hallway to suck each other off, and they, they go into the bathroom, and what do they find? They find heartbreak, Mitch. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, he's he's there with a gun in his mouth, and he blew out the back of his head. I don't know how far this bathroom was from the, yeah. the the place where they were having this honor honor ceremony, whatever. But I do know bathrooms. Bathrooms tend to echo a lot. Mm, yeah, I would think that if somebody shot a gun, even if it was into their mouth, somebody would be like, hmm? they, they yeah. might have heard that. Was that a party popper? <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. What, what movie is that from? Under Siege. Under Siege. Okay, yeah. That's right. But another, It's party poppers. Another news report. Ryback. Yes. <laughs> Jim was a superior court judge. Uh-huh. He, he, legal Association Man of the Year, on the bench for 11 years, wife, kids, etc. And now we're in Michael Douglas's court. Right. And, and who's Michael on the Douglas- stand? Well, well, Michael Douglas is the judge on, yes. the, on the bench, and Kramer is telling of the gun and Prince, and they got a warrant, and they found the jewelry and the wallets, and they arrested and Mirandized this guy, and he confessed. He waived his rights, and they booked him, and when they took him down to the station, he repeated his confession. Yep, and then the defense counsel starts. Yes. And uh, they go over the stuff they discussed about the can and why they couldn't search it. And it's very much 
kind of repeated conversation well, of what they had in the beginning. They go, what kind of garbage truck was it? And Kramer goes, was <laughs> it was a garbage truck. The kind that collects garbage. Did it have a scoop? And the guy has a picture of a garbage yes. truck. Uh-huh. It's Defense Exhibit A. Yeah. This kind? Yeah, that kind. And then he says, did you scoop? He searched was the this, scoop or the body of the, the truck. Was the scoop empty? No. Yeah. No, no further questions. Your Honor, may we approach the bench? And the DA and the uh, defense attorney approach the bench. Your Honor, I move that all of the evidence obtained by Detectives Mackey and Wigan be ruled inadmissible in this case dismissed immediately. On what grounds? They were meticulous in their procedure. They waited until the garbage can was emptied and Dahar waived his rights. On what grounds? Your Honor, under the rule that my client had a reasonable expectation of privacy, the police could not search his garbage can without a warrant. They did that. They waited until the garbage can had been emptied. However, they searched the scoop of the garbage truck. They did not wait until Mr. Andahar's garbage had been mixed with the rest of the garbage in the truck, thereby rendering it common garbage. As long as Mr. Andahar's garbage was there by itself in that scoop, as long as that garbage hadn't been mixed with the other garbage in the body of the truck, the police could not search it without a warrant. I don't believe this. There is ample precedent on this point, Your Honor, specifically uh, People versus Cribda. Uh, I know the precedent, Mr. Karras. Thank you. Since the gun was the grounds for the warrant and the evidence and the ensuing confession were the direct result of that warrant, and that warrant was granted illegally because of the invasion of my client's privacy, Your Honor, I have to ask you to rule all the evidence and the confession as tainted and inadmissible. This is not happening. Mr. Hyatt, uh, I'm afraid he's right. The evidence is not admissible. Your Honor, we have a man here who cold-bloodedly murdered five elderly women after robbing them of their welfare checks. We have the murder weapon with his fingerprints on it. We have the jewelry and the wallets of the victim in the defendant's apartment. We have his full confession freely given by him. And now you are telling me that we don't have a case because two cops at 6 o'clock in the morning searched the scoop of a garbage truck instead of waiting for some guy to pull a lever. Are you really going to tell me that? I'm going to tell you that if I allowed this evidence, it would only be thrown out in the appellate court. I don't like it any more than you do. He's 100% right. Mm-hmm. And this is a thing, and I don't know, talk about it now, we talk about it later. Justice, rule of law, procedure, rights, they're for everybody. They're yep. they're not for just you or for just for good people. They are for scumbags. They are for bad people to protect them, even when they don't necessarily need protecting. And this is a, a thing where o, the OJ trial is a perfect example for me. Mm-hmm. Where I think he do I think he did it? Yeah, absolutely. But there was just some stuff that was not right about it, and. It is cops or prosecutors or whomever taking shortcuts to get to a conviction and or not 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 even taking shortcuts, but just being sloppy or not knowing the law properly. Oh, yeah, it's, it's not always intentional. Right. And the, the Bill Cosby thing is another example of was he guilty? Absolutely. He was guilty. But. The, the fact is, he made a deal with a judge that said that the testimony in his civil trial was not admissible. And then another DA said, I don't care what they said. We're going to try him anyway. 
that's taking away their rights. So mm-hmm. it, it's in the way that this movie plays out. What is an obviously guilty person or persons isn't always necessarily actually a guilty person or persons. Right. But Douglas tells the DA, I don't have a choice. Do you understand that? Nope. I don't understand that. And now Douglas is at, um, and we can say Douglas. No, there's there's a newscast telling that he was released despite confessing. And the DA is being... He's being interviewed, interviewed, and he's really, yeah. really pissed. He's, he's we cannot pissed. retry him because all of our evidence has been thrown out. That includes the confession, the stolen articles, the gun with his fingerprints on it, all of it. We have no case against him. Where's the attitude? How do you think I feel? Nauseous. I don't know what they expect us to do. We have a man who admits to murdering five women. So it, it, it did end up with where Douglas is at. A restaurant. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yes. And he's at a Chinese restaurant and he's with, I never call anybody by their character's name in this movie. I, I start right now. Michael Douglas's character is Harden, but you can call him Douglas if you want. Holbrook's character is Caulfield. Okay. But Hal Holbrook's character is sitting at a table and Holbrook asks Douglas what he wants, whatever you're going to have. But Hal Holbrook. Well, Hal can't read the menu. Because he forgot his glasses. I now bring glasses with me into restaurants so I can read the menu. Oh, I do as well. I I bring glasses with me whenever I leave the house because I Mm -hmm. can't read without them. Yeah. But. Yep. Yep. Douglas is pissed. And, but what is, what does Holbrook want? Uh, I'm not sure. I know that. He wants soup. Oh, he wants soup. Like an old man, like an old man returning soup. But the, uh. The DA knows that Michael Douglas was right, but he was making Michael Douglas look bad because the DA is running for office. And Douglas is pissed, and Halbrook is like, hey, you're just playing the game. And then they have this conversation about that game. So that's why my mother sent me to law school. I got um, five women murdered, and a killer's free because a garbage man didn't pull a lever. Ben, that's not a game. Sure it is. What do you think we are? Umpires, sweetheart. Every day we get the lineup cards and then explain the ground rules to the managers. We tell them uh, anything you hit in the bullpen is a ground rule double. And then in the eighth inning, some clown hits one in the bullpen. So the left fielder, he knows the ground rules. He doesn't chase after it. The runner, he figures what the hell, so he keeps on going. Then the manager comes steaming out and he says, you send that runner back to second base. And I say, I'm sorry, they just changed the ground rules. Today, the bullpen's okay. So the run scores. It's always been a game. Only now the bad guys have a stronger team. They had a better draft. You know, I took a lot of notes in your class, and I can never remember you saying anything quite like that. You should have taken fewer notes and listened more. (laughs) I love it. The reason the point is, you're all alike. You're not even old enough to shave. Listen, you think my court is any different, huh? You think I don't set guys free every goddamn week who have raped entire school districts? You want to match ulcers? You know, I watch you grow up. You love to suffer. You wear it like one of them corduroy jackets with the patches on the sleeves. Me, I just don't complain about it. I do something about it. You do what? Pork with the silly pancakes. What the hell do they call that? What do you do? 
I want soup. The sea was angry that day, my friends. Like an old man trying to send back soup in a deli. So one of the things that Holbrook's character said is, you think I don't understand? You think I don't let a person free every week that raped an entire school district? Where the fuck do they live? Yeah. Yeah. He also mentions the corduroy jacket with patches on the elbows. Yes. I got one of those. Of course you do. <laughs> I haven't worn it. I mean, I've had it for well over a decade, and I don't think I've worn it in a couple of years. But, but it look it looks good on me. Later that night, the police are in a park, and apparently there was a lot of unexplained wind, and a trash can was crushed into the ground, and nobody could understand it. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> Wrong movie. <laughs> I, wasn't the wasn't the garbage? No, that guy was in in Star Trek Four, wasn't he? What was he in Star Trek Four? Well, he was the garbage truck driver, wasn't he? He was the garbage truck driver in Terminator. Yeah, but wasn't he also the garbage truck driver in Star Trek Four? I'll have to check on that. I did not know or, that. Or that might be two guys that bail out. I think it's two guys. But <sighs> okay, there's lots of yeah. cops, um, crime scene yeah. crime scene tape, and Yafet Kodo and his sweet wig show up. You think that's a wig? Yes. What makes you think that? My wig dar went off. Okay. All right. But All right. his name is Lowe's, and he's talking to a flatfoot, and a guy and his partner found something. Same. And one head. of the guys, hold on a second, one of the guys is from The Thing. Yes. He's the guy, he's the guy that whose who's tummy opens up and chops off the doctor's arms. Yes. Yeah. And the other cop is from The Sopranos? Yes. They, all of them have been in like a shitload of things. Yeah. But uh, say it's a mess. Any ID, no. But the guy's partner is is a mess. Yeah. Yeah. He keeps saying, it's just a little kid. It's just a little kid. Uh, and the kid is missing a shoe. We have, the, I didn't write that down until... It came up. 10 minutes. Yeah, yeah, until it came up in the movie. And it, and they say it hap- this murder of this kid happened somewhere else. Because yeah, there's tired the tracks. was dumped here. Right. Yes. Yeah. He pulled Carter, back again... Sh- is very disturbed and he throws up. Oh, he keeps on saying, "Look kid, look kid, look kid." And but there, he's missing a shoe, as you said. It's bloody. There's no blood in the area. And Lowe says, "Get your partner the fuck out of here." And as I said, both those cops are those guys. And little kid, little kid, little kid. He's weeping, pukes. Mm-hmm. And then Harden is pulling up to a nice house. Harden is Michael Douglas's character on a corner lot, and his wife greets him. She's a cop. Cagney? Yeah. Yeah. And uh, she says, you know, he comes in. She greets him. Want a drink? No. I saw the news. You need a drink. And the kids are playing. Is that Munchman that they're playing on a television? No. And actually, I thought they were playing Buck Rogers on ColecoVision, but it's actually Star Strike on Intellivision that they're playing. Intellivision. Yeah. 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 My mom had Intellivision. But she's pouring him a drink and she asks if he wants to talk about or if he wants Breezy Patter. And she talks about the weather, the Dodgers. Yeah. Is this code? Is this code that she's giving him that she wants her, her box showed? Oh, that'll come up in just a second. Um, but after he sits down next to her, she, he, after she gets through her like fourth, just generic topic, he says, fine, I'll talk. Yeah. And it's like, I love you and love you back. And he looks at her, they kiss. She, she is attractive, but she's probably the least attractive of any significant other he's had in any film he's been in. Yeah, I guess. And then each house her box. But um mm-hmm. but two guys are driving around in a van, hugs and, and kisses. We've seen, 
we've seen these guys before as well. Yes, and they're tweaking, I believe. They're all strung out. Yeah. And talking about there's nothing worth stealing. And the one guy goes, how about a liquor store? Okay. But as they drive past the liquor store, um, Poncherelli shows up on his chips bike. Oh, see, I thought it was the T-1000 rolls up. (laughs) Right. And they bail. And then the two cops that we saw from before at the crime scene are behind them. And they check to see if they have any moving warrants. And they do. Yeah, they run the tags. And guy has two outstanding unpaid tickets. And they they pull the van over. And the driver, whose eyes are just bugging out the entire Mm -hmm. movie, says, be cool, be cool. Cop gets out of the car and approaches the van. And he's got his mag light out. And I'm actually holding up my hand next to my head like I'm holding a mag like light. A, like me too. I'm doing that as well. <laughs> Problem officer, yeah. license and registration. Yeah, he goes for that. And it's he, he, he's got a gun underneath the newspaper right next to his pack of cools. Yes. <laughs> That's kind of demographically weird. Yes. What are you doing? Just driving. And what, what, it, this hour, it's like, what, what difference does that make? It's... And they yeah. had no reason to actually even run the plates. Right. But then what does the, the cop that wasn't babbling about kids say to the other? Do you smell something? You smell marijuana? And this is the bullshit we just talked about a couple of weeks yeah, it ago. It is. It is, isn't it? And younger partner asks if he should check inside. Do it. And he opens the back. And what does he see? Uh, the shoe. He sees the shoe, the missing shoe. And he draws his gun. And then we have more news footage, and these two guys' names are Monk and Coons. And they were arrested for muter, muter, murder and mutilation of a 10-year-old boy named Daniel Lewin. And that's not the bad part, necessarily. It's part of a child pornography ring, kidnapped, yeah. filmed, beaten, then killed. Yeah. But then we're back in Hardin's court, Michael Douglas's court. And I think the, the DA is, is it the DA that's talking or is it the defense attorney? Um, Asks why the cops pulled him over. Yeah. Uh, it must be the defense. Search? Yeah. Why search? Well, we smelled mar- marijuana. Did you find any? No. All right. You're excused. Then the next cop goes up. Uh, did you smell? He goes, I don't know. Did you see the shoe from the outside? No but I saw it after I opened the door. And then the lawyer, the defense lawyer says that he wants to have the entire thing thrown out. And well, because, they, because they have no right to conduct the search. And the DA says smell of marijuana has been proven to be a reasonable reason to search the vehicle. And he's like, no, I'm not talking about the search. I'm talking about the stop. Yeah. Because the outstanding warrants were invalid because the tickets were paid Due to budget cuts, payments were behind schedule, and the DA knew this. And she's like, yeah, but they were acting in good faith. (laughs) Doesn't matter. They had no warrant. The cops did everything right. You can't suppress this due to a clerical error. It's like, actually, yes, you can. But he says he's going to rule on this later. Do your homework. He kind of admonishes her. Yeah. Mike and Michael Douglas says, yes, he will rule on this tomorrow, but we'll hear arguments in his chambers. And who is in... The gallery watching? Uh, we find out it's the dad. But it's James B. Seeking? Seeking? Is that the guy who plays the dad? Yes. I think, was he, I think he was a, like the head doctor on Doogie Hauser. Okay. I don't know. 
I but think. in chambers, the DA is pleading her case to the judge. Wow. Um, hold on a second. Can... Hold on. While yeah. Michael Douglas is having a heater yes. in his office. Your Honor, the principal piece of evidence is that shoe, a child sneaker that belonged to Daniel Lewin, covered with Daniel Lewin's blood. It's the major link between the defendants and the crime. And if we aren't allowed to present it, the people may not have a strong enough case to secure conviction. If your honor grants the motion to suppress, that would be the same thing as dismissing this case. The motion from the defense concerns itself with police procedures. There is a question here whether or not this was a proper search. Your honor, this is a case involving the torturing, the sexual molesting, and the murder of a little boy. There is reason to believe that this case also involves similar horrors committed against other children. I know how serious this is. Maybe you should have realized how serious it was when you presented your case. You've done fairly sloppy work here. You've hinged everything on a piece of evidence obtained in a shaky search and now you drop it in my lap. Terrific. I will not allow something that I know is going to be overturned by the appellate court. Now, Mr. Hingle here is doing his job. I'm trying to do mine and I would suggest that you do yours a little bit better. Your Honor, I... You have a case authority to bring me? Do you? Because if you don't, I'm not going to sit here and listen to you tell me how serious this is. Now, I'm going to try to find some precedent, some case, some decision that can possibly justify this evidence, and I'll give you my answer tomorrow at 10. And the DA starts crying and running out of the room with her arms going back and forth. <laughs> but... Douglas's character is really hung up on the appellate court thing. He mentions it a lot. I'm not going to do something that's going to be thrown out in the appellate court, but the two lawyers leave and Douglas starts hitting the books. Yes. Literally. Pulling law books. Yeah. Pulling books off the shelf and he gets pissed. Yeah. But he walks out of his courtroom and he's stopped by the man that was in the back of the courtroom. And indeed it is Daniel Lewin's dad. And what does he give him? A picture of the boy. The school sent us these. We ordered them all. This Wait, is, I want you to. I want you to have one. Well, I can't take that. Well, it, it might help you in your deliberations. It's completely inappropriate. Yes. And if just because of this, the fact that this interaction happened, this would be a reason for a mistrial by itself. Yeah. But Douglas says, "I have to rule on law that has nothing to do with the defendants." Hold, just, hold on. Before that, he goes, "I know how you must." F- no, no, I don't know how you feel. Yeah. Well, and that's the whole thing is he, he doesn't. and Yeah, and then he says, yes, I have to rule on the point of law that has nothing to do with the defendants but the evidence. But his wife has to be sedated. They got to get out of the house, talks about the torture of a child, and he says, these, are, these two people are creatures that are not human beings. Yeah. This is my little boy, not a point of law. Look at the goddamn photograph. Yeah. And once again, Harden tries to go back to he only deals with the law. And what about justice? What about my boy's rights? You don't escape so easily. And he forces him to take it. Mm-hmm. And me personally, I get it. I really do. I don't understand it, but I get it. And given what the frustration, given what we find out, though, the dad is wrong here. Not in his anger, not his frustration, but his absolute certainty that these two guys are the ones that killed his boy because they're not. Spoiler alert. Yeah. And the dad walks away and Harden is just standing there by the elevator. And for the first time, we actually see the titular star chamber, which is actually just Hal Holbrook's den. Right. Yes. And they're talking about how they have to fill the Culhane spot. 
What about your friend? Well, he's close, but he's not ready yet. And the woman judge says that he he's well known for his ability to lick pussy. <laughs> but Holbrook is actually against this um, against the first guy, and he's okay with the second one. He's when will he be ready? Soon. You'll talk to him. Yeah, he's very close. And then we go back to Douglas's place, and Douglas's wife gets out of bed and she turns on a light and puts on a robe and walks downstairs and he's going through his home law books. Yeah. He's pacing and putting away, but and he's putting away his own law books. Yes. And she startles him. He's frustrated and he kind of lays out his frustrations to in the her. middle of, in the middle of this clip. He lights a heater. Yeah. Actually, in my note, it says during the scene, he lights a heater. <laughs> it's not working anymore. Phrases, old bromides to get you through the day, just not working anymore. I feel like I'm on the wrong side. Jesus Christ! It's all upside down. My first day in law school, I went to the library, you know, and there were all those books, and they were tan, red, they had gold writing, and they smelled so good. It was, it was like I was looking at the truth. Right up there in all those rooms. The truth. The law. You even gotta say it in a deep voice like you're in uh, some kind of echo chamber. The law. Nothing is right or wrong. It's either the law or it's not the law. And during that scene, as you mentioned, he lights up a heater. Throughout this film, he lights heaters pretty pretty consistently. Yeah, pretty much every scene. He's, with, he's having a heater. With matches. Yeah. That struck me as odd, because if somebody is a habitual heavy smoker, they're going to have some kind of a lighter. Well, I don't know. Maybe some people just like to light it with a match. That's just one more thing you got to find a place to throw out. But, of course, back yeah. in that time, you probably just grind it into the carpet of wherever you are. <laughs> right. Or you had ashtrays everywhere. Just put it there. Got the right. little standing ashtray, like at the bank, that you used to yeah. spit in. But he hands his wife the, the picture of the kid, and it's the same age as one of his kids, which, once again, it, it gives him empathy. Mm-hmm. Um, but in any talks- he said, well, he, well, he says, yeah, if the bad guys get a hold of these books, it's over. And, and talk, he, I don't, I don't know if I can do it anymore. He talks about the five old bags from the guy in the beginning. Mm-hmm. Bodies are piling up using the law. It wasn't put there for them, but they use it. That's bullshit. The law is there for them. Mm-hmm. And he, he's just, it has to be in these books somewhere. And she hugs him and he says he doesn't know if he can do it anymore. And then he eats her pussy for an hour. And the next day in court, the dad is there again. And the female DA just, kind of does this puppy dog eye thing at the judge. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
Uh, motion has been made to suppress evidence due to an illegal search. Prosecution says it is a critical part of their evidence. That doesn't matter if it was obtained illegally. It's a, the fruit of the poison tree, basically. And, and it is the prosecution's responsibility to make sure evidence is obtained legally. Judge is responsible for a fair trial. If he let this go, he would not be doing his job. He'd be thrown out in the appellate court. Um, no probable cause, no matter how painful it might be, the evidence is excluded. The, the DA stands, what, what she says is dumb. Because she says, this was our only evidence. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Without it, we cannot prosecute this case. And there's a movement for dis- dismissal, and the people have no choice. And what does the crowd do? I don't know. Yes, but standing out here yelling, rabble, 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 isn't going to help anything. That the case is dismissed. Yeah. De- defendants the, are released. Yeah. The dad's like, no. No. Like that? Yes. <laughs> but then the two scumbags that just got released, well, they want to do this with, with their defense lawyer. Can we lose this place now, man? Take a couple hours to do the paperwork, then you can pick up the belongings and go. Luke is free. Where's the justice of time? I believe it's the scales of justice. Hey, uh, you did okay, man. Thanks. Yeah, maybe you want to come have a drink or something. Well, hey, anyway, you think you can handle real? Sure. You can name the beach. <laughs> no, you're a funny guy, though. Look, I did my job. The lady who holds those scales is blindfolded. She doesn't have to see who I do it for. However, I do. I checked with the bar association, and they said, you don't have to have a drink. I heard a little chuckle from you. Ah, <laughs> uh, because it's like, oh, he got it in there. He got it in there. It's the last thing I did today. <laughs> uh huh. But the dad takes out a gun. Yeah. Aims it at the two bad guys. And one of the cops, the cop, the queasy cop from the the queasy cop, kind of stands in the way, and he gets shot in the arm or the shoulder. Shoulder. Yeah. Defense attorney is sickened, and the dad is tackled, and now we go to a Dodgers game. And this is real game footage, not stock footage. They actually shot mm-hmm. this at a Dodgers game. And both Douglas and Hell Holbrook are there with their spouses. Mm-hmm. And this is where Hol- Holbrook is talking about Dusty Baker, and he makes 800 k a year. Yeah. I-, I know we've talked about this before, but do you know what the current Major League minimum is? Mm. Uh, the minimum? Yes. 600,000? Oh. 550. Okay. But Cagney is shocked at how much he makes, and that's more than the president. Well, he's a yeah. better hitter. It's kind of funny, actually. <laughs> <laughs> Holbrook is bitching that people are listening to the radio at the game. Do you remember? I remember when I was a kid and I'd go to a Brewer game with my dad, people would bring in their little transistor radios. Yeah. And they'd be listening to, you know, the, the voice of the Brewers. Sure. Bob Euchre. Yep. You could kind of hear what was going on. But he says, why don't they just believe their eyes? And uh, Michael Douglas smoking a heater. And he, he is thinking back to that conversation that he had with Hal Holbrook when he was trying to order soup about mm-hmm. doing something about it. What did you mean? What did you... He's a, I said that I, I I'm old. I say things. Is, is he Joe Biden? <laughs> yeah. Uh, what do you think it meant? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But he, uh, but he moves to him. He, 
yeah, he gets out of his seat and moves over to him and says, don't play games with me. And Hal Holbrook says, this is not the time. I'll come to you when the time is right. And somebody, this is so not important to the plot, but somebody hits a, a single, somebody gets a single. All right. And Hal Holbrook's wife says, was that a home run? <laughs> I was at, uh, I, twice a week, my buddy, my, my youngest and um, four of his friends go to this place in Waukesha called Sticks. It's an indoor baseball facility, and they take hitting, cl- hitting clinics. And so I'm downstairs, and there's like an infield uh, and a partial outfield on the inside on the first floor. They're batting up on the second floor. And I'm watching this select team bat and field, and there's some boys who are kind of waiting in line to bat. And I go, hey, what grade are you guys in? Fifth? Well, that's how old my son is and his buddies are. And these kids are just fucking, they're hitting everything that their coach is throwing to them. And he's throwing fast and they're fielding everything that is being hit to them. A few bobbles here and there, but for the most part, they're getting in front of the ball. They're getting it. They're throwing it to first base. The right fielder is backing up the first baseman like automatically. And that's select baseball, man. And I'm just watching it, just feeling kind of down on myself, like, I will never be able to coach a team this good. No, and and that's the thing. There are there's raw talent, just being able well, to hit and then being able to feel. But then there's also just knowing, okay, if if this is going on, this is as a second baseman, this is where I'm supposed to be. This as a third yeah. baseman, this is where I'm supposed to be. Those are things that aren't innate. Those are things that have to be taught. And well, and, and keep in mind also that when I get these boys, I get them for six practices before we start playing games, and they have most of them have not picked up a baseball since July the previous year. Oh yeah, well that's the way it always was for soccer. You know, yeah, when golf for soccer for high school, it's like I haven't touched a soccer ball since the last game of last season for the most yeah. part. Yeah, but these kids are you know they start practicing in January and they're practicing three or four nights a week. So <laughs> anyway, sorry. That was a mistake. <laughs> I don't even know what button that is. I was like, why is he laughing at me, man? Is it this one? Yeah, it's that one. Okay. But right. when when Harden, Harden, Holbrook's wife asks if it was a home run, even though it was a single, Douglas turns to her and says, What are you, retarded? And, but Douglas goes back to Holbrook and he continues to push this. Not the time. I'll tell you when the time is right. And mm-hmm. I don't understand. You don't have to. And then he starts talking about another player being a class act. And then we are at another crime scene. Yes, it is a, another dead kid. And Yafit Kodo is there. And the detective who greets him says he's never seen anything like it. And Yafit Kodo says, I have. He's 11 years old, no ID. They, they said this before with the last kid. How many 10-year-olds, 11-year-olds had IDs in the 80s. <laughs> well, none. And my, my kids did, but that was much later. Okay. We, we actually took them to the DMV and they got just a, you know, a an ID, a literal ID. I had dog tags, like anybody wanted to steal me, but um, <laughs> okay. death was in the last four hours, more tire tracks, anybody see a van, no one saw anything. And then, Well, our kids our kids have, have barcodes tattooed on, their, <laughs> on the inside of their butt cheek. <laughs> tread lightly <laughs> but <laughs> tattoos um but the, apparently a patrolman was out looking for smoochers that's what they said 
I'm sure we must have talked about. Do you ever get busted parking? No. But he, he's an adult now, so I can talk about this. My, my youngest did. Mm-hmm. It was the night of prom. And it was his fault because he was being fucking stupid. Not parking. I, I get that. I understand that. But he parked in the parking lot of a city building right next to the cop shop. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Not hidden, just in the middle. Yeah. And they had to call us. <laughs> oh, boy. And we're like, okay, that's fine, whatever. And then he came home, and he was a little... We were not pissed. I was... So I'm like, come on, use your fucking head. Mm-hmm, <laughs> I, mm-hmm. we, we didn't care that he was parking, whatever. That was not that big of a deal. But I, I know that if I had... This is just the way that my parents were. If I had had a situation like that where I had to call them because I got busted parking, they would have been super, super pissed at me. More so because they were bothered. Uh, I think it's that. And I made them look bad and blah, 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 because, and they, they wouldn't have listened to my side of the story. Okay. Because New Year's Eve one year, you remember when, um, Damien had a party. Yeah, the party that I wasn't let into after he'd been at my house and I've and I had drove him home from Michigan skiing just like two months before that. No, I, I didn't know about that, but a bunch of us yeah. were out and we actually went to a movie earlier and then we stopped at Hardy's. Oh, and we went home. So it was me and Mike Belmont and Scott Newhouse. So we went back to my house. You know what we watched? Uh Trashy Lady. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but I specifically remember that. Yeah. But we stopped at Hardee's and some some dude in his mid-30s came in and was just fucking bitching at us because they said we were playing games on the highway. And I was with like the Smith brothers and Flash oh. and other people. So, yes, of, of course you were playing games on the highway. So it is not unlikely that. But he said that I was and like, I didn't do anything. And he's like, I got all your plates. And he, he called our plates in and my parents got called by the cops and I got in fucking trouble. And I, I told him I did nothing. I did nothing wrong, yeah. but because they got called, I was whatever. But uh, he's, he's seen nothing like this. He has. And, but now Michael Douglas goes to see the dad in jail. Yeah. And what's his first question he asks him? Wanted to see if you can make bail. Yeah. Had to put up the house as collateral. Well, the lo- wife isn't living there anymore anyway, so it's okay. Yeah. Uh, if there's anything the I can co- do. Is the cop going to be okay? Yes. Yeah. You've done enough, and he asks if they really make license plates in prison. Do you know that? Yeah, they do. Yeah, they do. They still do, actually. Yeah. And the dad isn't upset. He tried to do something. At least he tried. His regret was that he did not kill those um, two scumbags. You want absolution? I'm not going to give it to you. Try a priest. No, I understand. As a man, I would have tried to kill him, too. As a judge, I can't. Well, you don't have to worry. You didn't murder my son. So you're covered. I take it that's what you wanted to hear. Maybe, yeah. You did murder someone else's son. You're going to have to deal with that pretty soon. What are you talking about? Didn't you hear? You should be in prison. They have a wonderful communication system in this place. It's better than the 6 o'clock news. Another little boy was tortured and murdered last night, just like Danny. 
There's another father that's going to have those sounds in his ears for the rest of his life. And you're going to have to face him and explain to him how you let those two go so they could murder his child. This one's on you, Your Honor. This one you did. That boy'd be alive if you hadn't let him go. You go tell that father about your system. You give him the, the lecture on your precious justice. Save all the platitudes that you were gonna use on me. You use them on him better than I'd use them on yourself. But don't worry about me, I am really all right. I can look at that man. I tried to do something. You killed his son. That's tough. That's mm-hmm. really fucking tough. Mm-hmm. But Douglas is driving fast and he goes to Hal Holden's house. Hal Holbrook's. Hal Holbrook, sorry. Yeah. Um, into the star chamber. It's not actually yeah. in session, but same room. And yeah. Holbrook is there. No more games. The wife comes in and she asks if it was a home run. No. But asks if they're all right. Just leave. Need a drink? No. Sit down. This might take a minute. And one of the things I said to you is this film is a lot of speeches. Yeah. A lot of long monologues. Yeah. And mm-hmm. a lot of them are really, really fucking good. But mm-hmm. Holbrook kind of, this is your last chance because right now you're pure. And if I tell you what you want to hear, you lose that forever. Should, yeah. I, shall I continue? Yes. Yeah. And Holbrook grabs a drink and, there were nine of us, um, all Superior Court bench, um, instant replay. All of us went through this fury, anger, familiar. And then Holbrook actually continues and he explains what it is that they are doing. Well, we all sat around and compared horror stories and we said, what's happened to the law? Just like you. And then somebody said the strangest thing. He said, we're the goddamn law. Think about that. We are. The whole goddamn system has been turned into this giant Rubik's Cube, which anyone can twist into whatever pattern they want, so long as it fits. You see, it's not good enough for us to sit around and say, what you're doing is not what the system is all about. It's not what was intended. However, it's okay with us because it fits. Oh, no. That just is not good enough anymore. You look around you. Everybody glides along on roller skates or on jogging shoes with those Martian radio things over their ears. Looking at their stress rectangles. People who stay inside double lock their doors and turn the TV up as loud as they can so they won't be able to hear what's really going on. The whole goddamn world is out to lunch. Why? Because nobody wants to be held accountable. Well, we are accountable. We're the judges, for Christ's sake. We're the law. We let it all happen. So the nine of us, we became a court. Our own court of last resort. We review cases, the excruciating ones, the ones where it's all been perverted. We make judgments. We carry out sentences. And Douglas doesn't believe this. He's just dumbfounded, gobsmacked, if you will, by this. 
Wait, hold on a second. Sorry. It's all right. I, I, my headphones got all fucked up, so I couldn't. He- I can't hear you. Hold on. Just give me a second. Okay. Yeah, I'll just continue. But Halbrook says, "All right." Hold, I'm Holbrook back. says it's time to get your hands dirty. Justice has been kidnapped and hidden, and who better to find it than us? And I fucking hate judges. And the the absolute narcissistic self belief that the judges on the star chamber have, you see that in real judges in the real world. Did you hear the story about the, the judge that shot her boyfriend in the, in the head? No, it was her second person. She shot in the head. (laughs) Oh, really? Yeah. And before she got off as self-defense and, but judges have the ability to impose these incredibly stupid sentences you have to wear a sandwich board that says, I am a drain on the system and I'm on welfare because I refuse to get a job. Shit like or that. Like, or like Bruce Willis and Die Hard 3. That was what a judge say? thing. No, but what did that say, Matt? I hate politicians. <laughs> but Douglas isn't sure. And Holbrook is is kind of trying to push him over the edge. You've gotten to the same place we are. You're a good yeah. person. You want to be a good judge. There are eight of us. We have a vacancy since the guy ate a pistol in the shitter. Don't tell me you haven't thought about this. Because if mm-hmm. you do, you're a fucking liar. Yeah. In or out? If you're out, you can't prove anything. I can sleep at night. Can you? And then what do we cut to next? The nine. First the nine. Yeah, the first meeting with Douglas in the star chamber. Yes. And the only two guys that I recognized was Ross's boss who that ate a sandwich. The moist maker? Yes. And and Jason Bernard. Yes. And I, I don't know if they ever actually show the old bag. Mm, they there, do. There's one do. lady that's on the court. But yeah, but I, I went through their IMDBs and I really didn't recognize any of them. Do you know what this case is about? The first case that they're trying? Oh, this guy robbed a couple, um, killed the the old the husband, but struck her in the temple. Tried using the credit card; it went to appeal. Uh, the stenographer died, and nobody could read his notes. Right. And the judge just wanted to save money and decided not to retry. Yeah, and the old bag has a stroke and dies. There's no more more witnesses. So yeah, and his alibi was he was home alone. He said he found the credit card in the street and copped a plea to the credit card. But what do they ask for? They ask for a verdict. Guilty. 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 All guilty. 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 Guilty.
in there, and the lights were on out here. What? It's actually from Superman oh. 2. Oh. <laughs> yeah, yes, that was from Superman 2 yeah. as well. That oh. was not from the that was not from Superman the movie. Okay. Because in Superman the movie, uh Zod bitches at um Marlon Brando, who would Wouldn't not come give back. the right, right would not give the rights to even his voice or anything. No, wait a second. No, he doesn't in Superman 2. It's his mom yes, that, his that mom. shows up in the in the Fortress of Solitude. And it took me for, I think it was until we actually watched Superman 2 for the podcast where I figured out that Zod was saying son of our jailer. I thought he was saying son of our jailer and I didn't know what the fuck that meant. (laughs) I thought it was like a Krypton word. Okay. Now we cut to somebody and they're doing rails with with a red straw. And I wonder if the, the paper straw law in California has made doing coke worse. Would that have any effect? I don't know. I've never done cocaine. But have you used a paper straw? Yeah, they suck. And do you know what the the really stupid thing about paper straws is? Is that you can still get a plastic lid for your cup at McDonald's? Well, they're, they're, the paper straws are usually wrapped in plastic. Ah. Uh, but um, yeah. guys walk uh-huh. down the street and the... the Coke doers in some shitty apartment, and he's in a room next to the Kurgan. Okay. And the accused is on the bed, and he's he's picking at the headboard. Yeah. Doors kicked it open, and he shot with a silencer, then shot again. Mm-hmm. And the guy rehides his gun in his uh, not oh what do you call those kind of jackets? Um, uh, 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 members only. Yes, members only jacket. Wouldn't the barrel be hot? Just fired off two rounds? Mm, well, it'd be the silencer, so... I don't know, man. But the, the next day at the cop shop, Lowe's is looking at Yafikoto, is looking mm-hmm. at pictures of the kid victims, and the, another cop, I think it's his partner. It's his partner. That's what, that's what I call him. And what do I... Well, what, do you remember what my clip says? A couple of times, I just voiced the text, yeah, Fikoto, and it came all fucked up, and I'm like, fuck it, I'm sending it. Yeah, I, I didn't. Well, like, this what one, the fuck is this? I don't, I don't remember the, what it well, said. Well, the, the partner says he looks like shit, and the, the name of my code is, yeah, it, Kodo's partner. <laughs> the next one is, yeah, it cuddles Parker. Yeah, I figured it out eventually, but I'm like, I have no I idea figured, what this you're is. You're a smart guy. I kind of figured you would. But uh, the the guy is the partner is asking him like, when are you going home soon? Did you eat? Yes. When? Yesterday. And like, you look like shit. And I have these exact conversations with Jen. Okay. But it's like, hey, you want a pizza? No. Go home. And he says, looking at that stuff isn't going to change it. It'll still be there tomorrow. And but he's basically concerned about him, and he has a reason for being concerned. But he's concerned. <laughs> If you don't get some rest and something to eat, you're going to die. And if you don't go home, you're going to die here. I don't want you to die here. Because if you die here, that'll mean I have to do all that paperwork. And right now, I'm up to my ass in paperwork. The answer is in here somewhere. It always is. It'll be there tomorrow. Let's get a pizza. 
I hate pizza. Let's get me drunk. What? You're the one that's always worried about my health. Oh, you can die in a bar. That's okay. I can skip out and leave you there. It's just when the body's falling across my desk, you see. That's when it becomes a real drag. Yeah, that, that's the partner's bit is talking about paperwork. He does mm-hmm. not want to do paperwork. And for the record, it was, yeah, it Kodo's partner is concerned. And yeah, it cuddles Parker in the parking garage. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. But, but now Michael Douglas and his wife are in bed. She's scared. She thinks uh, he's having an affair. Oh, well, she thought she, she, thought she, he she was having an affair. Yeah, I was afraid it was another woman, but you can tell in bed if you're pulling away from me. And she looks at him and she says, your face looks like a glazed donut. Okay. But what is wrong with you? <laughs> you know, other people in this world eat pussy, just so you know. Michael Douglas, it, 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 it's like you're acting as if it's taboo. I used to have license plates that said, I chow box. I'm well right. aware that you, you people eat pussy, but, yeah. this yes. is, but not many people get cancer and well. publicly announce the reason you got cancer is because you ate too much pussy. He did that. He had a PR guy release a statement to the press that the reason he got cancer was because he ate so much pussy. Yeah. I had a customer tell me that too. He had a big, like, lump on his neck, and he's like, yeah, I got throat cancer, probably ate too much pussy. <laughs> he and, I mean, this guy ended up dying from throat cancer, but <laughs> nice guy. Super sky point. Sorry. Yeah. But but uh, he says, you know, I love you, love you too. I'm so proud of you. And he goes, well, don't be too proud. proud. Yeah, and he knows what he's doing is wrong, and she says, you could never disappoint me. And Putting somebody on a pedestal is dangerous because mm-hmm. I, I did that. I In my lifetime, there was one person I put on a pedestal. This was one person that would never hurt me. They would never betray me. Me, myself, I was a piece of shit, but they were above reproach. No way would they ever cheat on me until they did. And when yeah. they did, it fucking shattered my universe. Okay. It made me an alcoholic, made me do stand-up. I mean, there was a lot of downstream implications from that. And I learned not, I mean, if you put somebody so far up, they're going to eventually not live up to your expectations. Well, what's, what do they say? Never meet your heroes. You'll be disappointed. Yep. But back at the star chamber, who is uh, talking about their case now? Um, it's the only woman. It's okay. It's a woman. Yes. And apparently they do not have uh, assigned seats because they are in different spots than they were last time. Oh, are they? Okay. But the suspect's name is Dawson, which not a name you hear every day. And this case was thrown out because it was based on the warrant said that they were looking for stolen jewelry and should have been more specific since it was a murder case. But as she's talking, we actually cut to live action, if you will. And what do we see Dawson doing? Oh, he's buying a liquor bottle. Tequila, I believe. Was it tequila? Yeah, I'm not a big tequila fan. No, last time I drank tequila was probably the last time that I got that sick. That where I was, where I was, I was sick the entire next day. Okay. So, and, and it's... I think every time that I've gotten that sick where I've been sick the whole next day is because I mixed my liquor. Now I don't do that. So 
but he uh, throws the bag off the bottle and he's going to open his door and he's shot. And when he, the first time he shot, the bottle explodes mm-hmm. and then he's shot again. And we go back to Michael Douglas's house. And this is where I said it was actually in television, not ColecoVision. And even though it was a game called Star Strike, put away your, your Funyuns or whatever the fuck you're eating. I'm not eating anything, man. It's a bottle. It's a bottle of vitamin water. Okay, but which I heard today that you know who you know who Fifty Cent is. Yes, he made like a hundred million dollars off of his investment on vitamin water. My wife drinks these things. These vitamin water zero. Yeah, I know what orange. they are. I my wife drinks Liquid Death. If you ever heard of uh, that, that's basically just water. Right? Yes. Yeah. So this at least has some flavor. And what are the? You know where we get our vitamin water from? Costco. But the best? No. If you go get it at Costco, you have to buy like a variety pack. Mm-hmm. Which and she doesn't like some of those flavors. No, Menards. Menards always has the vitamin water zero orange, which is what her favorite. So every time I go to Menards, I always grab her like six six packs because I think she drinks like one or two of these things a day. Guess how much a twelve pack of soda was today at the grocery store? Mm, six ninety nine. Nine ninety nine. Fuck yeah! These things are these six pack of these vitamin water, and they're sixteen ounces. Uh, are just at RCH over six bucks. That's not too bad, I guess. No, it's really not, and they're good. They're tasty. But the sounds from the video game that the kids are playing is actually from Pac Man. Waka 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 waka. Not Munch Man. Not Munch Man. <laughs> but okay. Cagney is reading on the couch in. Mike Douglas is just sitting there on another couch across from her, and the phone rings, and he goes up to get it, and it is not good news. Dr. Harold Lewin, who is scheduled to go on trial next month for the courtroom shooting of a policeman, has apparently committed suicide by taking a massive overdose of sleeping pills. Dr. Lewin is the father of eight-year-old Daniel Lewin. Daniel Lewin was one of nine children who have been brutally murdered in what police suspect may be a child pornography ring. Lawrence Monk and Arthur Coombs, who were accused of murdering Dr. Lewin's son, were released from custody, and all charges against them were dropped when Judge Stephen Harden ruled that a crucial piece of evidence linking them to the murdered child could not be used in the trial. When the ruling was announced by Judge Harden in court, Dr. Lewin allegedly tried to shoot Monk and Coombs. In the ensuing struggle, a police officer was wounded. Dr. Lewin left a note asking his wife, Carol, to please forgive him. Guilty. 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 So Holbrook was the last one to put in his guilty vote, but the end of that clip. Hold on a second. A couple things about that. They would not tell how he committed suicide on the newscast. Okay. And they would also not say that he left behind a note asking his wife for forgiveness. And they also, I don't think, would have mentioned the judge who threw the case out. Yeah. But Holbrook was the last one to say guilty, and that was basically, Douglas was, it's his first case that he presented to the Star Chamber. But during the newscast footage, they showed Douglas in bed, and what was he doing? Smoking a heater. Yeah. We know how how fond you are of that in bed. That's the worst, man. Wouldn't he have tried the case with the old bags first? You well, I think this one probably affected him more because of 
his kid yeah. and there was never any resolution about the old bag case. That guy was never has never was never brought up again. Right, which I don't know if that's for time or what, but can I, okay. This movie would have been you you we've said it before. You even mentioned it last week. I think this movie would have been a really cool series. 10 part 10 part series on HBO where each week is a case and it goes through everything and it Unra- unravels what happened and then why it gets dropped and then the resolution with the nine. But as this goes on, you know, Michael Douglas becomes more and more disillusioned with it. Mm-hmm. But in the, in the middle of the, the series would have been the case about the old bags. Yeah. And he would have been fine with that. And then, but then as we get to like episode seven, it, un- it unravels with the, the spoiler alert, the two scumbags are, not guilty. Yeah. No. And, 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 and there's like the, the, the interactions with the, the, with Yafik Kodo and his partner and the cops and everything like that, all kind of interspliced in, it would have made a very, very cool series. And also I think the fact that other than Hal Holbrook, we really get almost nothing from the other seven members of the star yeah. chamber. And yeah. I, I think that you're right. It's something that could have been better served in a longer format. Right. Right. Because I feel like, I feel like we were cheated with this movie. Okay. I'm going to bury the lead. When the movie was done, I was like, I want more. Okay. Okay. But now we're in a parking garage. And garage, 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 parking garage, 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 garage. Where is it? Where is it? Where is it? Where is it? You're saying it weird. Okay, Mr. Curtains. <laughs> Police. In a parking structure, a couple of guys are <laughs> are driving what I thought was a Camaro, but it's actually a Trans Am. Yeah. Is it a tra- yeah, it's a Firebird. Firebird, yeah. Mm-hmm. And one guy jumps out with a bag and starts breaking into a Mercedes. A yellow Mercedes. And then it, he's he gets into the car awfully quick. Why is it FB comes upon car? What's FB? The partner. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. The Firebird. The Firebird comes upon a car. Yes. There's a chase. And this chase goes on for what? A minute and a half. And they don't sideswipe or hit any car until they do. This is Tango and Cash style driving in a parking structure. Yeah. And the... And it's not sped up. They're actually doing some really fucking fancy sure. driving moves here, some precision driving in the parking structure. And yes, and that the Firebird crashes into two waiting cop cars. And then the Mercedes that the other guy has started runs into the guy that was convincing Lowe's, the partner, to get food. Yes. Yeah, Fakoto's partner. The guy jumps out, and he's hoofing it. The, the guy who stole the car, his name is Flowers, but the, the cop tells him to stop being a pain in the ass. And he's not even running after the guy. He's just walking because he just yeah. ate lunch. I don't want to chase you. This is so dumb. And then he has, he kind of goes through this whole thing. Flowers, this is so dumb. Look at you, bimbo. I ain't getting down on my hands and knees and look for you and ruin a perfectly good pair of pants. So what I'm going to have to do is shoot this gun under some cars. Now the bullets, they're going to bounce all over hell and back. And one of them could hit a gas tank and rupture it. And the car would blow up. 
and you'd be roasted just like a marshmallow. Then I'd have to go fill out all those reports about the car. Paperwork. And the more guys would come and put you in one of those black plastic bags. And that's a whole ton of paperwork for me, Flowers. And you know how much I hate to do paperwork. Oh, I could wound you. Nah, that would mean paramedics and ambulances and a whole bunch of noise. Then I'd have to go to the hospital and question you. And that's two different sets of reports. So the more I think about it, when I weigh all my options, the least amount of paperwork for me to do is if I just blow your fucking head off. So what was that last sound you heard? Him cocking the gun. And Flowers comes out from hiding under the car. And what kind of car is he hiding under? That I don't know. A caddy, because the, the partner actually oh, says. Oh, yes, yes. Yeah, okay, yeah. If you're going to hide, hide under a Cadillac. So now this is, this up to this point, I kind of knew what was going on. And at, at this point, I thought, okay, this guy Flowers is going to lead this other cop on a foot chase, and he's going to jump across a building, and the cop is going to try and also jump across the building, but only r- grab onto the ledge, and then Flowers doesn't help him, and he falls to his death, and then this would be another court case that has to be thrown out. That's okay. what I thought was going to happen. That's what I thought was going to happen here. So your familiarity with the film has ended at this point. No, because then we get to this next part and I go, Oh yeah, that. Okay. But <laughs> after that, I don't know what happens. Apparently flowers is a known car thief. He's been stealing imports to send them across the border and he does stealing on demand, mostly imports, but will do domestics, but he gets not just the type of car, but you know, the color and everything. Yeah. Yeah. And they knew that he liked this garage. Yeah. They're interrogating him. This is not good for you. You're a three time loser. What do you want? I I would deal. I can get, I'll, I'll deal. I can give you names. Well, first he says that he can get him, um, American cars or German cars, whatever they want. (laughs) Yeah. No, that's not what we want. Names. No, is I'll give you the whole Texas to Mexico chain problem. The partner already gave up all that shit. Yeah. Got to give us something else. Yeah. And the partner says, tell us the other thing. What other thing? The van. Oh, 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 sure. I'll give you that. But uh, what do uh, I get? If it leads to an arrest, you might get a break. Because grand theft auto is a lot of paperwork. And you know I don't like to do paperwork. What do you mean I might get? I mean, if you don't start doing something good, you're going to get so much hard time that when you get out, there won't be any cause. People will be getting around on conveyor belts. Okay. Okay, the van. A blue van. I stole it for these three dudes who needed it for a few hours. The deal was, I pick it up for them, and then I bring it back to where I got it so nobody, not even the owner, knew it was copped. This was a while ago. I got them this van, and then I waited at a bar until they brought it back to me, and then I returned it to where I copped it from. There was there was some blood in the back and mud on the tires like they were driving through the park, and there was this little kid's shoe or something. I really didn't look too close. Hey, I didn't know they was going to kill some kid. I just got him this car, and I brought it back. That's all, and I swear to God. Flowers, this is very important. 
Who are these guys? They're Looney Tunes, man. Three black dudes, they're in the porno. They snatch kids and use them in, you know, flicks and shit like that. I want to find these three. I really and truly want to find them. I want to give them to you. Because I swear to God, I didn't know what was going down. We believe you. Do we have a deal? Yeah, this movie just got a lot more interesting. Mm-hmm. But where do we go next? It's a garden party in a really nice house. And Cagney and Michael Douglas show up, and he hates these things, and it's a fundraiser for a guy that's been saying that judges are coddling criminals. Yeah. A senator that, that wants to meet him, and he goes and meets him, and that's about it. It's <laughs> like, hello, and that's it. And, but she wants to show him off. He's, I like people to see you. you're cute for a judge and uh, blah, 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 judge or the senator. And he asks if, the, if we can go now. And it sounds like me when I have to go someplace, but no. Yeah. And she actually splits off. Um, Cagney gets called to by somebody and now he's on his own. Mm-hmm. And some random guy is saying the four of them should get together, go, go away together and do some wife swapping. Uh, guy said, but the guy says, you must be relieved. What? What do you mean? Why, why would I be relieved? Well, well, you know, with what just happened with those child murderers. What are you, uh, what are you talking about? It was on the news. Well, those two guys who everybody thought killed all those children. The ones you let go and everybody criticized you for it. Don't you remember? Well, the cops just arrested three other men and these guys really did it. It was just on the news. When did th- when did this uh, when did this happen? Just now. I thought you knew. Well, anyway, you come out smelling like a rose. I'm really glad for you. Are you all right? Yeah, I'm fine. Excuse me. One fuck! 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 <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. He he immediately finds Hal Holbrook and he's like, uh, "Can I talk to you? Did you hear about it?" About what? What are you talking there about? Is. Oh, have you not heard? It was my understanding that everyone had heard. Heard what? Brian, don't! Sorry. <laughs> that yeah. was yours originally. <laughs> it was mine originally. Yeah, well, that's from uh, Full Metal Jacket. But yeah, Monk and Coons, they're, they're innocent. Gotta stop it. And this wait, is the thing wait. I love is the way that Holbrook... Re- re- the way that Holbrook reacts to this, and then also later when he talks to the rest of the Star Chamber about this, they're like, are you sure? You know, <laughs> I, I, I don't know. Your evidence is kind of shaky here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We got to yeah, get we, the, we we together. Uh, calm down. How do you know they're innocent? Well, I, we got to gather the info. It's, this is not as easy as you think. Maybe tomorrow. No, tonight. Can't promise anything. Yes, but they meet. And the nine meet, and they he goes over the case, and he says it looks solid. And then he says, well, will somebody please say something? And then a guy goes, well, how do we know that they're not guilty? <laughs> it's like, oh, the suspects were arrested in the act of making a porno. There's physical evidence in porn. One of the three will testify against the other two. It's like, what, yeah. what else do you need? <laughs> yeah, but then one guy, one of the nine kind of has this little... Oh, how long is this clip? You uh, need to go potty. Yeah, it's a good potty break time. So. This is this is this is a two and a half minute clip. Yes. 
What is it? There's something everybody else knows that I don't. And you keep looking at me like I'm speaking some kind of foreign language. What exactly do you want us to do? What do I... What do I want? Am I the crazy person in this room? We have to do something about Monk and Coombs and we have to do it now. That's what I want. It's not as simple as that. I think the phrase everyone is searching for is, we can't. Now don't look at me like someone just took your crayons away. We can't. I wish we could. Do you understand how risky this whole business is? Do you know how vulnerable we are? Do you? Machinery has been set in motion that simply can't be stopped. We don't know who the person is. We can't. And he can't know who we are. I know this is not what you want to hear. Hell, it's not what we want either. We're in a corner. There is nothing we can do. That's not good enough. We've tried to provide as many safeguards against something like this as possible. There's always a risk of mistake. We have to weigh that risk against what we have all dedicated ourselves to accomplish. We think it's worth it. These guys are not guilty. It's not worth it. Nothing is worth it. Who the hell do you think you are coming on like the captain of the high school debating team? It's better that ten guilty men go free rather than one innocent man go to the gas chamber. That's wonderful. You'll win trophies with that one. The only trouble is it doesn't work out that way. The ten guilty men who go free will in all probability kill again. And so what you have then is at least 10 more innocent people who will be killed. You start multiplying the numbers and you tell me what you come up with. This is insanity. Where is it written that you're the only one with a conscience? Who gave you the crusade franchise? Tell me that. We're all here because we're terrified about what's happening in the big real world out there. We're taking the risks. We don't like it any more than you do. We're sick about this just like you. We have families just like you. We, we eat pussy, cereal just like you. for breakfast just like you. We all agreed to sit at this table and be part of what goes on here, including the pain that it brings. You're like some bomber pilot who'll wear the leather jacket and drop the bombs as long as he doesn't have to see where they hit. Well, that's too goddamn bad. We cannot let this happen. There is nothing we can do. And I love the way that Douglas addresses this. He says, I don't have the answers or all the pieces, but something is clearly wrong here. I'm mm-hmm. not going to let it happen. And what do they say to that? What are you going to do about it? It's out of our hands. <laughs> yeah. Not out of mine. Don't be foolish. And Douglas says kind of the whole point of this film here. He says, I can't help feeling we've become them. Yeah. And that's, Fucking exactly. That's exactly what it is. And he leaves and the rest of the star chamber is just left there to plan killing him, basically. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, he's got to think. Hey, is, they kill other people. They're, you know. Yeah, they've got to protect themselves. So. But he goes to a bar. Right. And he meets Yafit Koto. Goes over and introduces himself and sit down. Uh, beer? No. A couple of questions. Want to know about the child murderers? Are you a reporter? No. Are you internal affairs? No. Wait, you're that shark. <laughs> Douglas lights a heater. and then You're the damn judge. Yeah. Is it, was it a good arrest? Yeah, it's good. Lots of evidence and a confession. They're pieces of shit. And Douglas says, I know you do. How about 
not letting them go for a change. It's kind of uh-huh. a pain in the ass. Yeah. And Douglas makes a good point here as well. The thing is, the the police work last time served up two innocent guys to probably die for something they didn't do. You were convinced that those two guys did it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was. But what does he call himself? What does uh, Lowe's Koto call himself? A plotter. I got no family. Not good enough to look. Not good looking enough to have women. I got nothing better to do until I get answers. All I got is time. I got nowhere else to go. I got nowhere else to go. I got nothing else. We should do that movie. We did. <laughs> he's, you know, he stopped himself. He goes, I got nowhere else to go. I got nowhere else to. And then he thought to himself, oh, wait, the gerbil store. The pet store. <laughs> <laughs> I actually got a text about two weeks ago. That was someone I have not talked to in months. And they said, hey, is the gerbiler still alive? <laughs> but Kodo says, I thought Monk and Coons did it. Wanted to bust them, but it was someone else. I would have got the first two, but it would have taken time. All I've got is time. But he's saying he would have gotten Monk and Coons for a crime they didn't commit because he has the time to do it. Uh Uh-huh. It's not fast, Mm -hmm. just persistent. I think that's pretty much, uh, I I don't want to say it's the rule, but. Well, he gets so laser focused on a a suspect. Yeah, I think some cops like they're, they're, yeah, this is it. In my mind, this guy is it. I'm going to dig up something. I'm going to find something that makes them guilty. On this charge. But um, he asks why Douglas is there. I don't know. I just want some info on Monk and Coons. Why? For myself. And then Kodo says something that's kind of cool. He says, after three beers, I start to get pissed. And I think he means drunk, not Mm -hmm. pissed off. I'm past my fourth and you are full of shit. Something Mm -hmm. is up and you're not telling me. Yeah. No, it's nothing. Believe me. (laughs) Why? Because I need you to. Right. Where are they? Well, there are lots of places. But he gives them an, ad- an address. And where's the address? I mean, uh, what the, is it? It's an abandoned warehouse, but where is it? In Detroit? It's the RoboCop No, it's not. The, it's not the RoboCop warehouse. Actually, it might be. But he gives him some kind of generic things, and he actually tries to piece out exactly where it is. When you're alone, and life is making you lonely, you can always go. Downtown. <laughs> Maybe you know some little places to go to where they never close. Downtown. Yeah, because he says they're in a warehouse downtown. <laughs> mm-hmm. But then he actually does give him a specific address. Yes. You're not going to visit him, are you? No, of course not. <laughs> I would not do that. Appreciate the time. Again, well, I got his time. Yeah. But he's in his office now back at the, the courthouse, and Hal Holbrook comes in. What do you, what do you want? Looking I'm for looking you. for you. Yeah, well, I'm here. Worried about I you. Know what you. I want to know what you're going to do. I got to do something. And Holbrook is trying to walk him back. Yeah. He's, he's trying to bring him back into the fold, if you will. And mm-hmm. they actually talk in the courtroom itself. I'm sure you think you have to dust off your armor and go clanking off to the crusades i also know it's not quite as simple as that do you realize what you're risking you tell me you might just expose everything everybody along with it 
Well, I'll try not to do that. Oh, you're mighty quick to risk everyone else's future, I must say. That's very brave of you. You know, you're not exactly squeaky clean yourself. I mean, you're in this as deep as the rest of us. It's getting late. What about what we've all been trying to do? What we have been doing? Is this worth throwing it all away? So it's not your ass you're worried about, it's your cause? There's a lot of nobility in this room. Must be the paneling. I'm talking about all of us. Our lives and our work. As opposed to two guys who, if they're not guilty of this one particular crime, are certainly guilty of God knows how many others. The issue here is this one particular crime, and they're not guilty of it. Do you think the group is just going to sit around and let you blow this whole thing wide open? Do you? They can't. They can't. What about you? I'm easy to find them in the book. Holbrook will not even look at him as he's walking out. And he says, don't do it, kiddo. But the, the thing that Holbrook says, I call it parent logic, where they might not be guilty of this crime, but are certainly guilty of many others. Right. I've heard that so many times. Mm-hmm. And it, it doesn't make it right. And as an aside, speaking of mouth cancer and judges, I actually had a conversation with the only judge I know this week. Oh, no kidding. Well, it was a text conversation, but still. Oh, okay. It's her 50th birthday. Uh-huh. And I just said, hey, happy 50th or happy birthday to my favorite judge. So, <laughs> oh, Matt, you're so sweet. I was like, yeah, okay, yeah, whatever. But um, did you call her the bird? <laughs> no, I did not. <laughs> I, I honestly, I was like, it's a, uh, you know, I thought about, hey, you know, I, and I'm like, no, I don't, I don't want her to listen to the podcast. If she does, great. <laughs> no. Just hopefully there's a couple episodes she skips, but right, right. But as, uh, as Douglas leaves, yeah, it says, don't do it, kiddo. Douglas goes to an elevator and who is not far behind him. And and it's not a Michael Douglas munch out elevator. It's just a regular elevator. Yeah, It's not a freight elevator. Right. No, it's Yafikoto is following. And he's actually following him in the car later and he gets a call so he can't follow douglas anymore and he he gets pissed but he has to flip a bitch to go after whatever the call that came in over the right and douglas is driving just sucking down a heater and i was wondering is the sun coming up or going down Mm, i'm gonna say the sun is coming going up coming up yeah it's it's, it has to be coming up because the next shot is daylight yes and he pulls up outside an abandoned building and parks next to the blue hugs and kisses van and how does he try to get in? Well, he tries opening the door, but it's locked. But and then he what, finds a way. What does he do after he finds out it's locked? He finds another way in. Well, he shakes it. And, and this is a problem I have with the scene. Douglas makes so much fucking noise yeah, <laughs> as, as he's he going through this warehouse. But he goes in through basically a hole in the side of the building. Right. Right. And he's, what, what are the shoes that O.J. Simpson wore? The Bruno... Oh my God, I cannot believe that. Let, let me read this. Let me read the okay. next two sentences in, or the next two paragraphs here. Place looks kind of abandoned, standing water everywhere. He's walking loudly as he is walking through the warehouse. More standing water as he just kind of walks through. That would wreck his Bruno Mollies. <laughs> <laughs> I, 
can't believe you actually asked that. Yeah, because that's what I was going to say. He's he's wrecking his O.J. Simpson shoes walking through the water. But there's a Michael Bay fan that is letting light into the area. (laughs) Right, right. But he hears some music and he goes up the stairs. And as he's going up the stairs, the hand railing breaks. Yes. And the music stops. This scared me. This, This jump scare worked on me. But he manages to get himself back on the steps and he's breathing heavily, at least per the closed captions. And he goes through a, a door and there are boxes everywhere and some chains hanging from the ceiling, makes his way to a hallway and there's holes in the walls that are letting some light stream in. It's very, very moody and atmospheric. Mm-hmm. And, and he gets jumped by who? Uh, the two scumbags from... Monk and Coons. The, yeah, Monk and Coons. Yes. Who sent you here? Nobody. I just want to talk. And they're roughing him up against some drums that were formerly used in the Dogs of War to make a boat. <laughs> okay. What are you doing here? <laughs> Just want to talk to you. Yeah. One of them says, I'm here to rip. He, he's here to rip us off. If I was here to rip you off, would I come alone unarmed? Right. Yeah. You look familiar. Wait a second. You're our judge. Yeah. <laughs> you got ourselves a fucking judge. I want to talk to you. That's all. Don't yeah. care what you're doing. Yeah, you you have to leave. And then the other one goes, I'm going to kick his ass first. And Hardin just lays it on the line for them. Now listen to me, just listen to me, will you? For Christ's sakes, I'm trying to protect you. Protect us. You're the one who needs protecting, my man. Somebody's trying to kill you. Who's trying to kill us? I don't know. Oh, oh, what's it to you if someone's after us? Tell me that, hmm? It's because he likes us, right? Oh! You like us? He likes us. Look, you. We want some answers. You sneak in here, a judgment. You tell us you think us trying to kill us. And then you say you don't know who it is. And you won't say why you even give a shit in the first place. I got to tell you, this man is not someone you should get mad. I mean it. But as soon as kill you, see the hamburger. So you come up with the answers and you come up with them now. I don't know who's after you, really, I don't. But somebody is, and I'm just trying to warn you. Doesn't matter why. He's jiving us, man. I think he is. He, he's not jiving them. He's actually trying to do the right thing. Right. But he kicks one of them in the balls and then hits the other one with a chair and he runs. Mm-hmm. And was it a chair? I thought it was a tennis racket. I had to rewind it because it's a blue chair that's okay. right next to him when he kicks the, the one guy in the balls. But he's running through the warehouse and the other guys have the advantage of knowing the warehouse Yes. And Douglas has the advantage of not being high. <laughs> right. He runs into a lab and he's about to throw a bottle and they're like, whoa, 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 whoa. And then he looks at the bottle and he looks at some of the other stuff there and he goes, ether, magnesium, cyanide. Hey, this is a PCP lab. And there, there is also a bottle of apple juice there that he forgot to mention. <laughs> oh, all right. But one of the guys grabs a gun and the other one yells, no. Yeah. Yeah, it, Douglas says, if I drop this ether, it's all over. 
Tell him mm-hmm. to drop the gun. And the guy puts the gun down and Douglas reiterates, somebody is trying to kill you. Listen to me and get out of here. I'm going to expose all of it, everything. I'm doing this for me, not for you. And they start to kind of circle around the outside of the room as Douglas is backing up. Mm-hmm. He says, I'm scared shitless. So calm yourself. And one of them says, we can talk, be cool, judge. And the one guy's eyes are just amazing. But, you know, that's kind of my thing. Um <laughs> You like those big eyes, don't you? And Douglas backs out of the room and he throws the ether, which causes an explosion. Right. They continue to chase. Did and you the see me- the explosions, me- though? No. The explosion is shown multiple times from multiple angles. Well, okay. It's like uh, in um, Star Wars A New Hope, when Han, when they're in the docking bay on Tatooine and Han shoots and it blows up like a chunk of the ceiling above the stormtroopers and you see a stormtrooper fall to his knees and then face plant. Mm-hmm. They, they show that like five times from different angles. But Douglas is running through the warehouse and alarms are going off now. And what pulls meanwhile, up outside the warehouse? A cop. Yeah. Meanwhile, a cop pulls up and then he almost falls in a hole and they shoot at him and he does fall in the hole and he goes down a huge spiral slide. Well, he, he tries to jump across the hole. Ah. And he grabs a weed and the weed starts to give way and he falls down in the hole. And then he's on a slide and they yeah. must have been about 15 stories up for how long he was on that slide. Sure. But he comes off the slide and he falls into some sawdust or some wood chips or something. It's packing material. But the criminals are running down as Douglas is slowly gathering himself and he's a little hurt and the criminals continuing down the stairs. Douglas is up just as the criminals get down on that floor and he, Douglas starts running again and is being chased by the bug-eyed criminal. Mm-hmm. And the other guy kind of comes in from the other side with the gun out and then the cop busts in. Yeah. Freeze! And he shoots the two bad guys. And then he has a shotgun. Mm-hmm. The cop does. He takes a couple steps and then he trains the gun on Michael Douglas. Yes, but who shoots him? Who shoots the bad? Who shoots the cop? Yafit Koto. Yes, because it's the assassin. It's the assassin that the Nine sent. And uh, Koto holsters his gun and nothing is said, but they kind of have a nod at each other. Mm-hmm. And there's a dump, 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 dump. <laughs> but that night, yeah. back at the Star Chamber, the next case is being discussed. And they're going over the particulars, and the camera pulls out of the house and over a bush onto the street and what's on the street a car with michael douglas and yafit koto in it and they have a really really old time recording device they do reel to reel and we hear holbrook say any questions i would like a verdict and then it cuts to the credits yeah fade to black so, mm-hmm. movie's over my mm-hmm. movie i'll go first i really really like this film Mm-hmm. Uh, I agree with what you said earlier. I think that it there's a lot more to this story that could have been told. Yeah. But I yeah, think what lot. we got was great. Sure. I agree. I liked it. And I, I feel think, like I said, I feel I felt cheated and I wanted more. And the thing I love about it is it asks a lot of hard questions, mm-hmm. but it doesn't give us any answers for them. It, yeah. it just says, well, 
of course, this is a miscarriage of justice. What they're doing is right, but then they show that these guys were not the ones who actually did this. So where is that line of where justice is? Uh, so I thought it was I thought it was great, but did Jen watch this? No. And now it's time for Jen's two-second movie review. I liked it. That was Jen's two-second movie review. Jen! And this one actually might take a little bit of time, and I probably should have done this first, but... Playing, playing out the stream. I have my opinion on what happens, but I want to hear yours first. Uh, I mean, the, they, they gather the evidence. They arrest the eight. They all get disbarred and go to jail. Okay. Michael Douglas um, pleads a deal. He still gets disbarred, but doesn't go to jail. Just okay. has to do probation. Yeah. Okay. I think absolutely nothing happens. No. I think that when the government looks at it, it is too huge of a thing and they bury it because there was a case in, I want to say it was New Jersey. There, it was a documentary I watched. There was this one state, I thought, I think it's New Jersey, but it might be a different state. They had two drug labs. One handled each half of the state and both drug labs had malfeasance that was going on. Mm-hmm. In one of the labs, somebody was actually doing the samples, like stealing them and doing them as drugs. And on the, in the other office, someone was not even testing the samples. They were testing like one out of every 10. Okay. And the government did everything they could to bury it because they said, if we, if we do what's right here, we're going to have to let so many people out of prison, which is what actually ended up happening. Okay. But with something like this, with, you know, even though these judges didn't necessarily do anything wrong with the other cases, the fact that they were so immersed in illegal activity, what does that Mm -hmm. mean for all of the trials that they oversaw? I mean, are all of those going to be thrown out? I don't know. That's why I think it, it gets buried. But that that's just my personal opinion on it. Okay. So, ready to move on? I am. Whatcha? Whatcha? Whatcha watching? I finished season four of True Detective. Oh my God, was it terrible? Yeah. (laughs) It's not good. It's not good. Uh, I'll I'll say, though, I'll let you do the the other thing because we can talk about that in a little bit more depth. Um, That being. Okay. The other thing, but um, I watched Dark Star for the first time. What's that? It is the first movie by John Carpenter. Okay, it's a science fiction film. Mm-hmm. It's awful. It, it it's so poorly made. I can't believe he ever got another job. Okay, huh? And it was Interesting. the movie he did right before Halloween. Uh, I'm up to date on Woman in the Walls. I think we have one week left in that. It's it's good. It's really good. I've watched all except for the last half an hour of V and V the final battle. Mm-hmm. That holds up really, really well. Does it? Yeah. It really, I mean, the special effects don't, but the story and the way that it, it plays out, 
it holds up really well. Okay. I watched a documentary called The Truth About Ed. And it is, you know who Zodiac Killer is, right? It's, uh, yeah, what's his face? Fincher did a movie about that. Yeah, called Zodiac. Yeah. There is this female documentarian who has made several documentaries, and she made this documentary where she became convinced that her grandfather or her step-grandfather was a serial killer. Mm-hmm. And there's some kind of ties there, but there's no even like not even at best circumstantial evidence of it, but it's a lot of, Hey, look at me. I'm important. My, my grandfather was a serial killer. It's kind of, it, 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 there's no conclusions at the end other than he was a bad guy. Mm-hmm. Then I watched another documentary called, uh, mostly harmless, which is about a, the body of a hiker was found on the Appalachian trail. Okay. And, he had no idea on him. Uh, nobody had been reported missing and just people trying to piece together who it was. And they had like other people that had met him on the trail. Mm-hmm. And it, it's only an hour and a half, but like in the last 20 minutes, they actually figure out who it is. Mm-hmm. And apparently the guy was not the best guy in the world. Oh, okay. And it just made me kind of pause, gave me pause thinking about, you know, after you're gone, you know, people dredging up shit about you is a little bit kind of, you're not even there to defend yourself. And it just seemed a little bit piling on. Mm-hmm. Uh, I watched Internal Affairs. I don't know if you've ever seen that. Andy Garcia and Ray Liotta. Close. The Gerbler. Oh, Richard Gere. Yes. And Andy Garcia. If that was an 80s movie, I would definitely do it. Oh, all it's, right. It's really, really good watched a couple episodes of a series called your honor that has uh, the guy from breaking bad in it from Malcolm in the, Malcolm in the middle. Okay. It's really good. It's about a judge in new Orleans. And then lastly, I watched next week's movie. Okay. Oh, you watched. Oh, wow. All right. Yeah. Okay. I watched, I'm all caught up on masters of the air. It's good, but I don't think I'll watch it again. Well, that's that's a better endorsement of it than you were giving a week ago. It's just, I don't know. It, I'm expecting like a lot more air combat and it's the air combat that they have. It's just so fast. It's like a three minute scene. And it's like, no, man, I, you know, I want to be on an entire mission with these guys, but it's just, it's more about the personalities and it's just, it, it doesn't grab you the way that band of brothers and Pacific does. Uh, I watched uh, the first season and it's the only season that's out with the show with Jeff Bridges and John Lithgow called the old man. I've heard of it. I haven't seen it. It's good. It's really good. Uh, first three episodes of the show on Netflix called which was a sci-fi show, sci-fi channel show called resident evil or resident alien. Okay. Never heard of it. it. It's with the the guy who who plays who voices K two S O in Rogue One, and he's Pirate Steve in Dodgeball. Oh, do you know what what else he was in? What Firefly? Oh, okay. But he's an alien that has shape shifted into a doctor in this small town, and 
the doctor is murdered and they have and they use him and he's now becoming the town's doctor. It's it's really funny and clever and quirky. And then the first three episodes of The Bad Batch dropped and I watched that. And the first two episodes were big fat stinkers. And the third episode was kind of a half a stinker. I think that the third episode was better than the first yes. two. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But the problem is it's, it's giving not credibility, but it, it's basically talking about referencing, tying into Rise of Skywalker. Uh-huh. And, you know, just forget about it. Forget yeah. About it. <laughs> Let it go. But the, Ian McDermott did provide the voice of sure. the Emperor. And I, I don't understand how their clones, their DNA, you would think, would all be pretty much the same. Mm-hmm. And I, th- which is why I don't understand how Echo and then the girl with the glasses, how there are female clones of Jango. Right. And- and how if the DNA is all the same, how come there's clones that have that are bald? So nature versus nurture. I don't know. Okay. Okay. But and why would a clone be able to the the whole thing was the ability to pass midi chlorians via cloning. Mm-hmm. And why would a clone be able to do that? A clone that yeah, is not force sensitive. Right. I don't know. All right. Yeah. Okay. So ready to move on to next week? I am. I'm so excited, and I just can't hide it. Three degrees for next week's movie, and I think I like it. We're, we're going. We're, we're we're switching to something a little bit more lighthearted this this coming movie. So Yafikoto plays Harry Lowe's in this week's movie. He plays Richard. Richard in 1975's report to the commissioner. Hector Elizondo plays D'Angelo in that film. Elizondo plays Arthur Willis in this 1984 coming of age film co-starring Wayne Gretzky's wife. Beverly Hills Cop 3? Yes. And do you know that Janet Jones, that's her name, right? Yeah. She was in Playboy? Not nude though. Yeah. What? Yes, she was in Playboy but not nude. That's what I said. I yeah, know that not sucks. Nude. Okay, well, yeah. And they have a hot daughter also. Do they? Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. Daughter's a hot smoke show. The Flamingo Kid, starring Colonel Troutman and Matt Dillon and mm, some other, another dude. It's got a guy from, oh, God, what was Lucas's first big film? Which I've never seen. American Graffiti? Yeah, there you go. Richard Dreyfus is in this movie? No. The, Harrison Ford is in this movie? No. Susan Harrison, Summers is in this movie? Yes, she is. Cindy Williams is in this movie? Richie Cunningham is in this movie? I can keep going. We'll do it for Johnny. Yeah. Yeah. No. The guy who runs a scooter into... Yeah. That guy. That guy is in it. Okay. All right. Yeah. Flamingo Kid. And is not the movie I thought it was. Oh, really? And, and and I don't mean that. I'd never seen it before. But I thought it was, number one, I thought it was probably down in Florida, which it's not. And I thought it was, I didn't realize it was a period piece. And I also thought that the plot of it would be different than it was. 
Oh, see, I've only seen bits and pieces of this movie. The only thing that I remember about it is the um, 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 um. That's the only <laughs> thing I remember about it. Okay. Yeah, it's 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 a weird film. Um, okay, in, in a way, because the guy sings when he eats. Yeah, well, he doesn't sing. He goes nom 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 nom. Oh, okay, uh, fine. Okay, Matt Dillon. Are you talking about Matt Dillon? Yes. Yeah, I don't think he sings. I that, think he sings. That's not okay. That's not what I remember. But anyway, so you'll have to send me your clip list. Yeah, I, I don't have it yet. Okay. All right. So yeah. So you can't find it anywhere. No. Oh, well, library. Nowhere. Well, library, but even like if you go to Just Watch, where you can type in pretty much any TV show, any movie. It doesn't even come up. It doesn't even come up. It doesn't even, it doesn't even come up and say, this, this movie is not available to view anywhere. According to Just Watch, it doesn't even exist. Yeah, it's been, it's been canceled. <laughs> I guess. Yeah. Yeah. So, the Flamingo Kids. So, anyway, thanks everybody for joining us for... Uh, little a hair under two at uh, two and a half hours mm-hmm. decent movie decent movie this week it's good good stuff reach out to the show betamax rewind at yahoo.com rate and review where you get your podcast it it really helps i think it, it's it's been a while since we've gotten any kind of feedback or any kind of rating on apple i mean you can't you can't rate on spotify yeah, and or I don't know what our breakdown is as far as like different services. Our numbers are very, very consistent. Okay. And I I don't think Ginger ever put it on her socials. Ah. I I didn't I haven't checked, but I, I expected there to be a pretty big spike. And I don't know mm. if that happened. Mm. But eh, whatever. Okay. Whatever. We still got to interview Ginger Lynn. Yeah, yeah. Can't take that away from me. It's like no. herpes. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and uh, oh, like us on Facebook also. I think we have like 183 followers. I I don't know some of the people, and no, that, there's a lot of people I don't know, and I don't know if they listen or they just randomly came up and they're trying to like start some kind of conversation. But I've gotten things where it's like I have no fucking clue, and then you try to go and you try to trace the path of okay, mm-hmm. this person knows this person knows this. No, is if somebody likes the the podcast that's great but -hmm. i try to find out where i know them from or who knows them that knows me or any kind of connection sometimes i can't even do that yeah sorry i was yawning there sorry it's i'm super tired at 7 30 at night (laughs) cool so so saturday no not saturday we can't do saturday can we do friday next week um i think so uh, maybe All right, I think so, so. Just let me know because I got the dogs. Because Jen's gonna be gone, so she's gone a lot. Yeah, she's got stuff to do. Does she? She's she's gotta, gotta, I think she's cheating on you, man. Could be. I'm a cock. It's <laughs> fine. I'm a kept man. She can do whatever she wants. She's a bull. She's the bull. <laughs> so we will see you next week for the Flamingo Kid. Yes. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you all. We love you. Nom 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 nom. <laughs>